out of my way to attack If I were alive for attack, I would slip out the middle of the ocean and eat you. It's gonna be the best fucking tuna you have ever fucking had. Yarn bird tuna! Dude, I got people to come down and talk to me. Fucking finally. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The like last four episodes in a row, I was like sitting down here just talking to myself in the yeah. dark like a fucking creep. I, li- I listened to the last one and I was like, he's just talking to nobody. <laughs> and was, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. So I was like, oh man, I'd go in there and bullshit with him. Sure. Hell yeah. yeah. The, the only thing I'll ask is, could you actually... Uh, Come in a little bit? Well, you can either pull the entire mic towards you. Yeah, we're, we're like good. fucking... We're like the Delco Joe Rogan right here, man. I can just <laughs> talk to you and tell you what we're doing. and Yeah, yeah. All, all four of my listeners are like, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He's editing on the fly. Nah, that's cool. I like it. So, so uh, we won't do the politics thing because all four of my listeners probably are like, this asshole. Do we don't give yeah. a shit about your stupid libertarian, yeah. unrealistic beliefs. Right. Uh, you said you were like, hell yeah, I'll come down and talk to you. And I was like, fuck I'll yeah, I'll talk man. about pretty much anything. I don't care. It's, you know. Yeah. But that's that's kind of the basis of my personality when it comes to like politics. I don't care. Like I, Like, you can think whatever you want. I, you know, at the end of it, I think a lot of people are afraid to say they don't care about certain subjects. I think, I think people, uh, get bored and they want to get self-involved. And I admit that I, I do too. I, I, I did. And now it's like, it's like a pickle, you know, like you ever heard the theory of a pickle? Right. It was a cucumber and now it's pickled and it's fucking pickled forever. Yeah. It's never going back. And I swear, I feel like that's the way. My my philosophy on politics is now is I'm so entrenched that I can't shut the fuck up about yeah. it. I annoy myself. Oh, no, and, and but your approach to it, I I tend to agree with a lot of what you say anyway. But my point is like like we said like before we started, like people are either so extreme one way or so extreme the other way that they don't really learn to listen to each other and learn anything. And that's kind of why I don't want to really get into talking politics with you know. Sure. And like somebody might hear it and go, that guy's a fucking idiot or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> I don't really care what you think of me. Like, I have other shit to worry about, you know, like, than to sit around and talk about politics. Like, you know, I'm worried about the electric bill more than I worry about, you know, shit I, like that. I think, um, I don't know how, maybe it's the internet that did this to us. Because, oh, yeah. yeah. Because that's the way, in my honest opinion, like when I really stand back and look at the great big picture... The truth is, is it it really like on the federal level, politics should not be that serious. Mm -hmm. Like it shouldn't really affect my personal life and my family's life that much. No, right. Now the the fuel prices and shit like that. I mean, you know, yeah, it affects your wallet, but like, I mean, yes and no. You know what the problem is, which I think that a lot of people don't. that's my family upstairs raising hell now. <laughs> <laughs> and the AC unit kicking on. I used to be a psycho. Back when I actually gave a shit when I first started this thing, I would like go crazy and turn the heat and AC off. I would kick my family out of the house. I was like the sound engineer Nazi. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, no I think noises. it's better this way. Like you just 
hear yeah, everything. You know, this is, this is me, man. At this yeah. point, I got the wrong mics. I don't have like directional mics that you're supposed to. So you'll probably hear a little of your voice on my mic and vice versa because I went full crazy and just bought yeah. the most expensive mics. I tell you, it's really impressive. Like I feel like I'm like. It looks really professional. Dude, if, if I was Howard Stern, you would be my Robin. Yeah. I, <laughs> dude, I'll come down here every Sunday if you want to. I don't give a shit. Like, Listen, I, let's see how this yeah. goes. So so let me tell you, let's anybody, my, my two or three listeners, because one probably left by now, <laughs> anybody that's listening to this, let me first state that I went to a high school right up the street here. Mm-hmm. I won't say too much just in case you want to be a fucking stalker and try to come find us. But we went to a high school... John, my guest here, was. Uh, were you in the same grades? Were you? No, nah, I think I was a grade or? ahead of you. Yeah, you're. I, I you're might 98? have been two grades ahead of you. Yeah, I was 98. Oh no shit. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right, so I was 99, yeah. and and we were artists in the same art classes, and I actually I think there was like me and the two in my grade, Trish and Nate. Yeah, Nate's incredible. Nate's inc- he well, is incredible. You know what's funny? So like like you're. I look at your artwork and I'm just blown away. Yeah? Yeah, I yeah. love your artwork. I man. no, I appreciate that. Yeah. But like I'm like at the point now at this age where it's like with the artwork, like I just do whatever feels good to me. Sure. And uh, I'm like a big proponent of the philosophy that like comparison is the thief of joy. Like, yes. You just don't compare yourself to anybody else. You know, like you can idolize people, you can try to work in a certain direction, but don't compare yourself to them because it's just going to it's going to impede whatever you're you're capable of doing anyway. So, you know, there's certain things that I was drawing for the longest time that I go, man, I wish I didn't waste time drawing that stuff. Huh. You know, like, now I'm drawing, like, if you go, like, and you look at my stuff, like, I do a lot of, like, samurai stuff now. Like, yeah. I have so much fun drawing that stuff. And I don't know anything about samurais. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just love drawing it. Like, I don't have to be precise. I just scribble a lot and... It's, like, therapeutic to me for some reason. I don't know what it is, but, like, I enjoy it. So I don't care, you know, I don't think too hard if it looks good, if it's accurate, historically. I just do it, you know what I mean? So, but, yeah, I just don't don't compare yourself to what anybody else does, I guess, is the best advice I would say to anybody. I think... Even, like, at the gym, you just don't compare yourself to other people. You dude, know? that is honestly, like, like uh, life-saving advice. Yeah. When it comes to, like, the way people live their lives... Yep. You know, uh, I have I'm, I'm coming up on like a, a big anniversary. I have almost 12 years clean and sober. And I remember prior to getting my shit together. Right. I lived absolutely like that. It was always I was 29 years old. And I remember looking at other people that owned they owned a house. They owned right. property, had a wife and kids. And like they were doing life yeah. and i was fucking failing horribly right and and it was always this comparison and and it's funny because you try to shine yourself up to like oh well i'm driving a lincoln right, and right. i got nice clothes so like you kind of my make that life... list of positives and negatives and you go well do the positives outweigh the negatives and but like you can't look at the people across the street from you with the nice house you know what i mean like you just can't yeah. Like, you're not living their life. You don't know what their struggles are every day. So it's like, just do your best with what you have and see what comes of it. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, like, if you can go to sleep soundly and, you know, the people around you are taken care of, then what's the difference? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter what you... I don't know, I don't just... know man. I think you might be a fucking samurai, dude. I think you're secretly <laughs> a samurai. I mean, that is some fucking... 
yeah. great advice, yeah, bro. That's, I just like I like you know what it is is because I have a daughter. Like she's at that age where she's like twelve years old and she's becoming more aware of her body and things like that and you know people's perception of her and you know things that she should like and not like and I just try to tell her don't compare yourself to other girls. Like I would think like being a little girl's got to be like the hardest. Like mm. I would I would much rather be a dude than be a woman any day of the week. But like just because of you know, I think teenagers uh, as a whole because. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, you know, like, like so before the episode started. I don't know started, now. Like, I, I look at teenagers now, and I don't know what yeah. the hell's going on. Like, <laughs> I don't know. it. Like, I can only, like, compare it to what I did as a teenager. But I have no, like, I'm, like, lost in the sauce sometimes. At least, at least when you and I were teenagers, there were certain set rules. Like, and, and they were harsh. You know, they were kind of harsh. And it's a shame because... Like a gay kid in our high school oh, probably yeah. got his balls broken. Pretty oh yeah, bad, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. It's different now. And and dude, that's something that I look back on and you think to yourself, like, yeah. dude, that's definitely not cool. Right. But I also think, uh, I think our country has such a bad habit of going, "Yep, we fucked up right here." Yeah. In order to fix this, let's go 180 fucking degrees in uh-huh. the wrong direction. In the wrong direction. Whereas, those things built character. Sure. You know, for that gay kid. And I'm not saying it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying, like, it's not all right. Right. But the way that everything is so, like, the wussification. It's tough, man. You know what I mean? I think they're giving young kids, uh, like, complexes. You mm-hmm. know, like, I think that there's so much misdiagnosis going on right now. Yeah. I think there's so much... Um, you're confusing a child at such a young age. You said 12 years old. I mm-hmm. have a I have a niece uh, that's, I think she's 9 or 10. And, dude, she came home and told my sister the other day that she thinks uh, that she might like, you know, people of the same gender. Yeah, yeah. And, How and, do you know? Well, How so at 9 or at 10 nine? years old, I honestly, I know this is going to come off as like some conservative jerk-off like perspective. And I swear to God, it's not. It's it, Like my perspective is real simple. Dude, you don't even you haven't even hit puberty enough. yet. Yeah, you're, you're not mature enough to even really know yourself yet. Yeah. In that respect. If you might be a little curious in that direction. Sure. That's fine. You yeah. know, like you gotta sort it out somehow. Right. But to like make a concrete statement at that age. Yeah. Like, this is is so like I man, like it's just bizarre to me. Dude. Like, I honestly believe young people have identity crisis. Yeah. You know, it's I did. Listen, I could show you pictures in that box that yeah. I just moved of me wearing a velour jumpsuit <laughs> and a fucking do-rag in yeah. Houston, Texas when yeah. I was in the army because I thought I was like a little white rapper kid. Wow. And now, as like exploring who I am, dude, I'm not that guy. No, right, right. <laughs> I don't put you down. Listen, if that's... If that's your thing, if that's thing. what you turned right. into, that's cool, yeah. man. Listen, there's there's some rappers out there that are white kids that are pretty talented, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's not me. No. no. <laughs> and and so I think, with the idea of a young person exploring who they are, I think it's so difficult because people are. There's a lot of people on this planet that are very closed-minded. I was excited to yeah. talk to you because when you and I kind of rehashed and started talking again after 20 years, yeah. I, I suddenly realized, maybe it's because you're an artist, maybe 
I don't know, man. But I we, mean, we always like even like I remember when we were younger and stuff. You used to do like these massive collages on like your notebooks and stuff, like these just like free flow kind of drawings and stuff. And I was like, man, that's like so amazing. You know what I mean? Like, because it wasn't what I did. You know what I mean? But you'd see somebody else do it, and you just think like, man, he's really talented. Hmm. But it's just like your brain just works different. Yeah. And like I don't know, man. I just so but like I always kind of had that little connection with you because. You could draw, you know, and then, like, I saw how passionate you were about the skating and stuff like that. And it's like, I think I just kind of get drawn towards people that have an identity and are passionate about stuff. And you were definitely one of those kids. So, like, you know, like, you know, and like other people that we were around that we liked and stuff, you saw that happen later in their life. But you kind of always kind of had like a that foundation in your personality. Like, and I think that I kind of always dug that about you. I appreciate that. But you know what's funny is is I think we're still insecure in that. I remember in the 90s getting... I mean, again, like, dude, in the 90s, it was brutal. I remember being called, like, an art fag and a skater fag and, like, getting tortured and, like, the cool kids, like, you know, the so-called jocks or whatever, like, giving you a hard time. But on the same token, they're like, oh, I want to get a tattoo of, like, a cross with my dad's name on it, so can you draw it for me? I never felt like that for some reason. Like, I never felt like... I don't know. Like, I think, like, people used to call me a mall rat and shit like that. Really? Yeah, like, all the time. Like, that was, like, you know, I had the long hair and shit, and, like, that was, like, the nickname that people gave me. I remember being, like, science class and, like, certain kids that I knew that I thought I was friendly with. Like, one of them was my next-door neighbor, and I really liked him. We used to play guitar and stuff like that, but he was, like, a really popular kind of kid, like, in the school. But and he'd get around his friends and call me mall rat. And I'm like, <laughs> motherfucker, I'm John. Like, what, what are you talking about? You know? But, like, he would I never even fucking went to the mall. Like, I was yeah. never, like, a mall rat, you know what I mean? Maybe I looked like something. Like, I was not, like... I but mean, you were, were a grumpy kid, dude. I kind of remember... Think, yeah? Yeah. Uh, it's not that you were grumpy. I think I think we were all so guarded, and... Um, right. Dude, for me, I was terrified, because I was a smaller kid. I was right. small and skinny, and especially as a skater and getting fucked with... Uh, you, I remember you being like kind of a, like a, a bigger kid and I don't think people wanted to fuck with you cause they were probably like, uh, maybe he might beat, beat my ass, you know? Well, but, I mean, and I also like, nobody really had any kind of like, um, reference for me to begin with. I wasn't from here. Yeah. You know? So it was like, I came like, I showed up to school like it was my job. Yeah. I, so let me ask you that. Cause I always wondered that. Are you a Philly kid? Yeah. Or? I'm from Grace Ferry. Yeah, so that explains everything. Dude, you came in and and you had a Philly persona that we all were like, yeah, maybe Uh, we won't fuck with him. But, you know, like the people that I became friends with, I like I had lasting friendships with them. Like I still talk to Aaron Huntsbury all the time. Like I love Aaron Huntsbury, man. Like I love him. Like he's made some big changes. in his Dude, he is like whatever big changes like that we're talking about, like in his personal life and stuff like that. What he is to me is, like, he's, like, one of the greatest musicians I know. Like, he is so versatile and so talented and just such a good-hearted person, man. Like, I just, I love Aaron Huntsbury. He'll message me sometimes, man, and I just get, like, choked up about it. Like, I just, I love him. Like, I love him, you know? Like, he's, like, one of my favorite people on the planet. No shit. Yeah. Like, I, and then there were other people that I, like, became friends with that I kind of dropped off. And, like, I don't talk to them at all anymore. But certain people, man, like, they just... You know, if I was meant to be friends with them, I, I stayed friends with them, you know? But, um... It's funny how life is like that. Yeah, it know? is. And then, like, the people that you never thought you'd be friends with, actually, you're kind of tight with them later on, and, you know... True. Yeah. It's true, man. Yeah. I think it's interesting the way you describe that you get choked up because 
I get choked up about a lot of shit, man. I'm not gonna. I lie do to too. You. I'm very sensitive in certain aspects, but I like that. You know, I like that. I kind of, you know. I think. Uh, I think it's. Um, dude, I had such a crazy. Um, after I left high school, I went in the military, and as a smaller person, maybe it was like this thing where I had to like conquer something. Uh, maybe it was like a Napoleon thing or like, a like I just got tired of being pushed around and I was always, I never bullied. got an impression that you were bullied. Yeah. Cause I mean, you were always kind of like argumentative, not argumentative. <laughs> I don't That's not, that's not really what I'm but thinking. But there were kids in that school that I was scared oh, to fucking death of. Yeah. I mean, there know? were dickheads. Yeah. There are definitely some dickheads and there are still dickheads to this day, you know, but a lot like, of them are dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sometimes I honestly look back and I think like it's it's kind of wild because after I left high school I went in the military and did all this kind of crazy shit and then like left the military and got even crazier and like man just so many people passed away and and in some kind of sad way uh some of them were like the tough guys of our school that I secretly idolized i looked at him like oh and man, now he's... now that you see that you know when they're gone there's a certain vulnerability there to them yeah that you know the world isn't as fucking it's like, like this misplaced perception that you had of them yeah right? yeah man like you're it's almost like they're like a superhero and then right. you see them pass away and you're, you're like, like holy no, shit maybe man. not yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and it, it wasn't like you know some of these guys that i'm thinking of like it was like it was like a disease or something that took them out and you think damn yeah. man really like yeah that fucking yep. easy, you know? Mortality's yep. a scary thing. Oh yeah. Dude, and it's like it's like the driving force behind a lot of stuff. Like, you know, if you're conscious of it. Sure. Like I think about it. I've been thinking about my mortality since I was fifteen years old. You know what I mean? Like I like, you know, when I saw my father die, I was just like You saw it. Oh, I was there. I was there my yeah, I, I was there for it. Like I witnessed it. It was it, it was wasn't like, a, was it a, like a... He had a heart attack. But, I mean, really? he, he had heart issues my whole life. And for some reason, I just never, like, put it in my head that someday he's going to die of this. You know what I mean? Like, he just seemed like Superman to me. Like, you were just saying about these kids that we grew up with. Like, my father was Superman. You know sure. what I mean? And, it, and I mean that in a very literal sense. Like, um, like my father was 58 when he died in 95. He looked like Superman. He was as old as Superman. He had like a uniform that he wore every day. That it really? kind of like certain T-shirt with like a logo on it, a belt buckle, like with his Navy shit on it. Like he was kind of a nerd, but he was like a tough guy at the same time. Uh, you know, like he was like an old school Philly guy. He had like the old Philadelphia Eddie tattoos and stuff. I like it. I yeah, like he was it, a cool yeah. guy. My dad was a cool guy, and he was very talented, very passionate about things. He could draw. I got the drawing from him. He was a tile setter. He was like my brother does tile now, and like. He was very inspirational to all of us, and he kind of expounded on whatever. He was a good dad, but um, like if I had an interest, he expounded on it. You know what I mean? Like I'll get you everything you need for that. But he was only around for a short time, and when I remember when I saw him die, it just like like gravity set in. Like man, like life really is short. And now like now that I'm 42, and I think about he's been dead more than half my life now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I still think about him every day. Sure. But um. It's just, uh, it's crazy, man. Like, you just look back on it, and, you know, I think about it, like, now that I've been more health conscious in the last year or so, like, I squandered about 20 years of my life with, like, you know, being depressed and just doing what I thought I had to do for my family and stuff like that, and not really focusing on myself in that respect, you know, like, 
my weight ballooned up and stuff, and I started to feel like aches and pains, and I was getting kidney stones, you know, I have like, you know, my leg would be numb from my back and stuff like that, and the big thing that I always worried about was my heart, you know, like, if this runs in my family, it's coming for me too, you know what I mean? And that doesn't mean like, you know, you know, I could very well have a heart attack by the time I'm 50, who knows, I don't know, you know, it may still happen, but I don't want anybody to look back on it and go, he didn't do shit about it, you know what I mean? Like, that's... That's kind of the driving force behind it. Like, mortality really is, like, some scary shit, you know? Because you're, you're here one minute, you could be gone the next, you know? it's It really is like that, you know? I mean, you you know what's... Dude, interesting, man. You're you're a fucking good dude. You know something, man? I try, I, dude. I, you know, like, I'm not... <laughs> look, I love when people say that because, you know, sometimes I think, like, maybe I'm not such a good dude. But, you know, nobody's perfect. You know, nobody is. Listen, we've all made some mistakes oh, in yeah, our lives. Yeah. God knows. You're going to make some more. I, I mean, I have my regrets. I've done some things in my life that, um, you know, like you reflect and I, I let some things, uh, decisions that I made, which I, I mean, to some people might not seem like such a, a huge deal. But to me, it was uh, yeah. a morality conflict, yep. you know, and uh, friends that passed away. And I think I could have done something about it or yeah, I guess um, from the Veterans Affairs Hospital, they, they diagnosed me as uh, having survivor's guilt. You know, yeah. I had some friends passed away, but also a lot of I will say this. I have more friends in the civilian world that have passed away for all kinds of insane reasons and i think that that has been more of an effect in my life maybe maybe not i don't know man bad shit has yeah. happened throughout my entire existence i think like you know bad shit's going to happen all the time you know no matter what and uh i think like as far as you know you regret decisions and stuff like that i think uh like you look back on it sometimes people will trade comfort you know like and that's you know, they want, they just want to be comfortable rather than do the hard thing hmm. that's the right thing to do. And that's what kills you. You get too comfortable, comf- comfort will kill you. Like, that's that's a true statement. Like, comfort does kill you. And, like, when you make a the easy choice all the time, that's where your regrets come from, I think, you know? Or... I've always had this... I will say this about myself is... and And I can observe it after it occurs... And I'm not tooting my own horn, right? Um, but I have this really kind of weird way of like uh, taking a risk and doing like yeah. uncomfortable shit, yeah, and being like scared to fucking death the entire time, yeah. But, like you kind of white knuckle it, yeah. yeah like yeah. I've like like big career moves. I yeah. I dude, I quit the shipyard I've making done that like stuff almost too. eighty thousand dollars, and I just yeah. fucking hated my life there. I did the same thing. But with I, the jo- and you know what? I'm back at that job, so. Yeah. You know, but... I, yeah, but but I think maybe as... I don't know, man. Maybe there's something different. I love artists because I think that we just observe the world a little yeah, bit different. More of, yeah, Or we have the ability to push the table back and look at the big picture and go, wait, hold on, that piece over there isn't... Mm-hmm. It, is, it doesn't line up with this, you know? Yeah. And um, I don't know, man. I, I think that... um. I think that it's it's wild, man. I mean, what I wanted to say about you was I think it's fascinating that um, you idolized your dad and, and perhaps in some kind of way you de- you decided that you wanted to uh, replicate some of the things that you loved about him. 
and me. Some of it is I try to correct some things about it too. Sure. Because he wasn't perfect. Right. You know, he was very angry. He was a miserable dude. Yeah. But he was he he knew how to love us. Huh. But the way that he grew up just dictated a certain part of his personality, and like immensely insecure. You know, like he was. It was you know there were parts about him that were really rough, but. There were things about him that were great, and it's kind of like I try to take an inventory of all of it, and when I notice that I'm doing some of the not-so-great things, I try to back off and think about it a little different. So, like, but that's that's kind of him being a complete father to me, you know, sure. even now that he's gone, like, I'm still drawing something from him, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sound, like, too corny about it or sound like I know some shit that I don't know, because, you know, I'm, you know, everything's a work in progress, I think, and... I'm really at that point now in my life in the last year where I'm really a work in progress because <laughs> I was so stagnant for so long, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, I, I guess, like, you know, I guess that's all you can do is, like, uh, just be around as much as you can for the people that you love and just do your best and just hope that they, like, pull some of that inspiration or, you know, try to correct some of your behaviors mentally for themselves <laughs> later on, like, you know. You, you, like you're always you're always at the drawing board trying to fix something you know what i mean it's uh it's one of my uh, i have younger children than you and um i'm a late bloomer you know yeah, like yeah. I, I made a lot of mistakes and i i'm so glad that i didn't have children back when i was being a fucking wild animal and um i really appreciate being a father now and mm-hmm. i'm so excited to see them learn things uh, and it's funny because the way you describe your dad, I, I often am afraid, you know, I want to be the superhero. I don't want to be uh, the villain and the superhero, right, right. but I, I, it's, you say your dad had anger issues and you kind of mentioned that he had, was he in the Navy or? He was in the Navy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Mil- uh, Military guy. Yeah, that was his thing, you know, but yeah. I'm I'm a military guy and right. I often uh, I'm very short fused and I do yeah. get upset quickly and and on the same token I know that it's a problem I don't like that I do it but I also in my mind as a military person I have to create structure and discipline in my children's lives right but also show them unconditional love and support I mean, anything you're doing the they right want to do because some of the mistakes I made being a father was you know I tried to please my children too much i tried to make my kids comfortable and i think it came back to hurt them in certain aspects of their personality later in life you know i mean my kids aren't like super grown or anything i, mean, I got like a 23 year old son i got a 20 year old son and i got the 12 year old daughter and then i have two stepchildren you know but i think like always trying to give somebody what they want like just getting what you want is for babies you sure know what i mean sure so the sooner you stop treating your child like a baby the quicker they're going to grow up and say, so you're doing the right thing, man. Like, you know, I mean, it's a battle in our house. I mean, I yeah, have yeah. my wife, that's the mom and she is an amazing mom, but, but sometimes it's that hard conflict of, am I being too tough or am I, uh, justified in, in the way that I'm thinking at that moment, you know, because maybe you're right. I mean, I think, like you said, it's it's a work in progress. You yeah. know, I'm constantly trying to learn and uh, reevaluate things that I've done or said or the way I reacted to things. And, um, you know, like, we do the best we can, man. You yeah. Know? That's all you really can do. I mean, you're never going to be perfect. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it is. <laughs> it sucks. But, 
you always think like you got to figure it out and you don't got shit figured out, you know? And especially when, I mean, these are like, they're your kids. Yeah. But they're just as much an individual as anybody else. Eventually they're going to do what they want to (laughs) do. You know what I mean? And it's scary. Like, it's scary. Like, dude, I can't tell you like how often I just sit around worrying about my kids. You know what I mean? Like, I hate like Facebook and stuff like that. (laughs) I really have it. So that I could check Messenger all the time to see when the last time my son logged in. Really? You know what I mean? Just so I go, okay, he was on 20 minutes ago. He's okay. You know what I mean? Like, I just worry constantly. Like, and that may never go away. Yeah. Even though I can't do anything about what's going on out there. You yeah. Know? It's just, it's nerve-wracking, man. Being a parent and, like, actually caring about your kids is fucking nerve-wracking. I mean, I, I don't understand people that aren't involved with their children at all. Like, I don't know what kind of character makeup that takes to not give a shit about your kids i don't understand it at all but i just sit there and like i worry constantly i try to do stuff with my one son my middle son all the time like i just try to keep him involved keep him close to me because uh you know like i just i just want him around me as much as possible i don't you know like i I worry constantly man my whole life is worrying about kids my daughter now like now that she's 12 and you know if she don't she don't text me and tell me i'm on the bus to go home I'm blowing her phone off. You know what I mean? Where you at? Where you at? Tell me where you, you know, what time did you get on the bus? What time are you going to be home? Like, you worry, man. Like, yeah. little, especially little girls, you worry, man. You know? Yeah, I, I had some bad stuff happen in my life uh, to me and, and another family member. And, um, I mean, I think that I definitely have some PTSD related to that. I mean, mm-hmm. I have some fucking paranoia and severe anger uh, about the kind of people that perpetrate yeah. what occurred in my life, you know, like I- I'm trying not to say m- too much here, yeah, 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 but yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, kind of yeah. get the I idea. Get and, uh, you know, my little girl and my son, dude, uh, even my son, because I'm not oblivious to the fact that it happens to little boys too, you know? Right. Right. And, um, I, I went through something similar. Yeah, with, man. With, with one you of know? my children. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's um, I- I'm like, I'm, like, scared, you know? Yeah. And and that's definitely a large part of my paranoia and, and fear of, like... So sometimes I work out of state and I got to stay in a hotel overnight mm-hmm. and shit. And, like, dude, I'm to the point now where, like, I don't really want to do it no more. I don't yeah. want to be away from my family. Yeah. I want to be the same as you. Uh, I have relatives that let their kids go stay at my mother's house all weekend long. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm not blaming them. I'm not saying nothing no, no, bad right, about right, them. Right. My, like, you know, my sister lets my niece go over there and, and my sister works all weekend long and she's trying to, like, create a fucking life for this little girl. And, and I get that. But I'm so fucking... Uh, maybe I have control issues, but, like, I, I don't want my kids close issue. to me. I think you it's, know? it's about, you know, you love your family and you're trying to do the best that you can for them. And, I mean, I guess there's a certain level of I want to control it. I mean, yeah. of course, why wouldn't you want to control something for their benefit, <laughs> you know? But it's it is rough, man. Like it's scary all the time. Like, and then you know, it's just you see like the fucking horrors out there that happen in the world, and you think, you know, I'm no different than anybody else. That could happen to me. That could happen to my kids. You know, this fucking school shooting shit and yeah, all this stuff. Like, you know, like you're it's not tough. you're not insulated. You know what I mean? No matter how well you think you know your surroundings, you're not insulated, you know? It's and just... that's, like, like so when, when I see people that get, like, very socially involved or politically involved or whatever, there's, to some extent, I, I understand that you're trying to 
I think all humans mm-hmm. are trying to figure out how to solve this fucking puzzle. Yeah. But, you know, like, the problem is, is comically, we all need to work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> That's right. the only real fucking yeah. solution here is and we need the, to create yeah. some societal... You know, like, when I look at our current society, I think to myself, what changed? Like, like everybody... Uh, like, say the hard Trumpies... Right. Always talk about the 1950s was the great era of human of yeah. of uh, the United States. That's like the peak of the of America, right? But you know, without without recognizing any of the negatives. Well, it, yeah. but so that's the comedy of like that's the uh, the fallacy of it is like so. But this is this is when you look at like the big psychological divide of or not divide uh, the psychological. Um, observation of what that was why the 1950s and in my opinion it's because there were strict guidelines on what is moral and immoral and it's not a religious thing it's just it was like uh, socially known that these are the rules that we like unknowingly abide by and i feel like right now there's so much turmoil that there are no moral guidelines that we are all following you're right you know i think so too so, um, yeah, and and that's the thing is like you know, I worry about like who's gonna fucking lead these kids like <laughs> later on like me and you are gonna have to I guess. Well, I'm saying like we'll be the seventy look, man, year olds. I'm forty two. You you know you're probably what are you forty one or whatever. I'll be like, forty one in like two weeks. You know, hoping for another twenty five years out of your life. You know, twenty five to thirty five years on this planet. You know. These kids are going to be around a lot longer than we are. Yeah. And it's like, I just look sometimes and I go, where are, like, the leaders, man? Like, where are the kids that are, like, like, like who joins the military now? I don't know who does. You know what I mean? Like Kids do. Do yeah. they? Yeah, is it still, you know. I'm a military guy, so I right. hear young kids will uh, talk to me sometimes when they find out I'm a veteran. Right. And they want to pick my brain about things and. Yeah. I mean, you can tell your difference between a bullshit artist. Like, like there's a lot of moron kids. Mm-hmm. I noticed that there are kids. It's weird how politics is starting to affect young people, young teenagers. Is you'll see like these young white kids that are like they got their dad's pickup truck with a flag in the back, right. and they're like very pro Trumpy or and they don't Republican. know why. They don't even know why they are. They have no clue. Yeah. It's just trendy Dude, right now. It's right. trendy. But, but then when I, like, they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about going into the Army. I want to be a Ranger. I want to be this. And, and I'm like, you know, like, I, I'm a critical guy. So, honestly, right. the first thing I say is, like, dude, you look like you're 40 pounds overweight. Like, yeah, yeah. You do realize an Army Ranger yeah. has like zero fucking of, body fat. Like you and I know an Army Ranger. Right, right, right. And that fucking guy And is he no is joke. at the elite level of fitness. <laughs> yeah. He really is, man. He's an impressive, impressive dude. Yeah. And, uh. You know, so so when I meet these young people, you got your bullshit artists that are on this trend of like, I don't know. I don't even think they realize they're being conservative in their uh, social life, you know, Uh, but but it's like a trend right now. And then the opposite side is is, you know, kids that are very artistic and open minded and they fucking dye in their hair and they're doing. all. But they're also confused, too. They're, yes, they're committing yeah. to something they don't really know about, and you know they're they're confused without even knowing they're confused. I often wonder: is the media, uh, like, kind of going after younger people to set them up for when they start to vote? Like, is yeah. is that like 
are they literally starting to create propaganda earlier? Yeah. You know, because to me, it's like, I have this theory on life, and it and and a lot of it stems from being a father or or children or whatever. Is like, do whatever you want as an adult, right? But don't fuck with the kids. Yeah, yeah. Leave the kids alone. Yeah. That's like my fucking golden mm-hmm. rule: is that the children are the future. Therefore, mm-hmm. they are the most valuable thing we have. Yeah. That's it. That's the only answer here. Chris has toys and hot rods and Jeeps and bullshit. None of it fucking matters. No, it doesn't. I will fucking sell everything if we get broken off. Yep. And I've told my wife, like, it's not a joke. There's a cool car in my garage out there. I'll show it to you after we're done here. But I'll fucking sell that thing in a minute. To take care of, yeah. Fucking right, because these kids are more important. That's what I think a lot of people don't don't realize, and I think a lot of kids don't realize it either. It's like, you got to keep your life simple. You got to keep this simple, small circle. Like, and I think like with the internet and social media and just you know the constant onslaught of misinformation mixed in with the truth and all that, it, like it's too confusing to even you know at some point you're gonna shut down <laughs> and be like I give up. You know, like yeah, it, you know. I guess this is where I identify here. I guess, you know, I guess that's right. Like, without really exploring it. But I think, like, at the root of it, you just got to keep your circle small. You know, you got to, you know, you got to love your children. You got to listen to them. You got to, like, you got to be involved with them. You know what I mean? You can't let the screen raise your kid. You know what I mean? You can't just let them fuck around on TikTok and make little stupid videos of themselves singing some other asshole song. Like... Go get your kid a fucking keyboard. Go buy him a guitar. You know what I mean? Let them learn how to do that shit on their own. You know, like, it's just, like, they're not developing anything that makes them who they are. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta, like, set yourself on, like, I don't want to sound like like a jerk-off who's just going off in all these other directions, but it's like, these kids don't have, like, a path that they're following. You know what I mean? It's sad. Like, so... One um, one thing that I I guess picked up in the military is this this concept, and maybe when anyway, let me let me stay on track here. Is there are people on this planet that I I've come to realize that you can you can be a a leader of some some kind, a person that makes their own decisions and tries not to let the outside world influence you too much. And then there are other people that just go with the current. Yeah. Like, whatever. Okay, that's the direction we're traveling today. Yeah. And I think some people can naturally kind of become that early on. Honestly, when I look at your life, dude, and even as a kid, when we were in high school, and the way you were very, like, fuck you, this is what I like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I always thought of you as that kind of guy. Oh, I wow. think, I think outliers... And uh, there are people that lead their groups. Like, you'll see, like, if we looked back at high school, there were guys in their groups that were like, I'm fucking doing what I want to do. I don't give a shit, you know? And that's cool, but I always thought of guys like you and I, especially artists. We were so abstract at the way we thought. We didn't really have a group, and therefore... We kind of did whatever we wanted. I don't really ever felt like I was any ever part of any kind of like group or a clique or anything. Like I was friends with a lot of people. Yeah. Like, but on an individual basis, you know what I mean? And like, 
But I think that that's a form of leadership. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I just, I think it's what makes me comfortable and appreciate life is just, you know, like, I walk out of the house in the morning. I mean, I spent a long time being a, like a dickhead, like being a miserable <laughs> fuck and just hating everything and being critical of everything. And, you know, now I walk out of the house and every person I see, I try to make eye contact with them. I try to say hello to people. I try to like, I try to speak to people with my face a little bit and yeah. try to be warm and inviting to people because I think like, like, I don't want to sound fucking corny. Like I really don't, but like love is kind of the engine of survival. And love just isn't something that you give to your girlfriend or your kids or whatever. It's something you give to everybody. Sure. You give to everything. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you swerve your car out of the way so you don't run over the fucking squirrel, like, that's love. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, I think, like, if you just kind of, like, adopt that kind of mentality, then your life's going to be better for you. You're going to have more friends. You're going to meet more people. People are going to remember who you were. You know what I mean? Like, you know, leave a generous tip. Yeah. You know? Like. Always. Right. You know? Even Take if, care even of Even if the waitress was having a bad day. I'm I'm notorious for doing this. My wife gets pissed off at me. Is that even if the waitress was like uh, not paying much attention to us or just. Honestly, I, I'm. Uh, I'm like a junior sociologist or a psychologist. Like I, I watch people and I study. And I'm yeah. if I watch this waitress and she is just fucking scrambling, right, running all over the place. I don't even care if they are scrambling. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, you have no clue. Maybe the boss is paying her dog shit. They and, are getting like, paid dog shit. Yeah, they're getting paid dog shit. Oh, they definitely are. Yeah, I think it's crazy that, that there's a minimum wage, but waitresses get fucked out of it. Dude, right. You're on your fucking feet all day long. Yeah. You're getting talked to like a jerk off because you didn't toast the fucking English muffin right. Yeah, or you, you, know you didn't I mean? have your cleavage out enough. You yeah, know? Nobody exactly. wants to openly say it, but that's that, sometimes... Yeah, dude, a lot of it is dictated by the looks, yeah. and it's fucked up. It's, it is fucked up. Dude, I don't care, you know, how small the meal was, how expensive it was, you know... I always try to be generous to the to the woman that's serving me or the man that's serving me, whatever. Sure. Because at the end of the day, like, they got the same fucking struggles. And then not only do they have the same struggles, it's worse for them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they got little kids at home. They got to make their fucking rent. Like, you are not that important at the diner. You know what I mean? <laughs> that you can dictate the income of somebody else. You know what I mean? You go in there and you think like, oh, I'm a king for the next 45 fucking minutes because, <laughs> you know, like, jerk off, sit down, eat your meal, and be fucking nice yeah. to this girl. Like, that's what you need to do, you know? It's funny because um, in my journeys over the last, um, you know, I, I always kind of like re, like, I think my clock started about 12 years ago when I got my shit together. Is really when I started thinking about the world differently and especially I always think about what you're describing about as love to me it's about giving out positive or negative yeah. energy I'm not a I always tell people I'm not a religious person but I'm I've, not either I've learned how to be very spiritual and I, I realized that uh, if I walk out of my house in a shitty mood yep it's gonna affect the rest of your day it's gonna be a snowball effect People are going to give it back to me. I'm going to get cut off. I'm going to argue with somebody at a traffic light. I'm going to go to a job site. I'm going to have like this scowl on my face and everybody's going to be like, what's this fucking asshole's problem? You know? And it's just, it's just positive and negative energy to me. Like when I think about it, I think 
it's different when I walk out of this house and I'm open-minded and then I go sit down in a random, I, I do a lot of traveling for work. So like I'm in North Jersey in some small town that I have no fucking clue about anybody in there. And some woman that looks like she's an immigrant from somewhere. I don't right. even fucking know. And, and me, I'll say this, man, I've, I've changed some things in my life. Um, I always wanted to do stand-up comedy. So yeah. you know what I do yeah. for fun? Just just my little weird thing that I do is if I meet a stranger, I, I always try to make like little jokes to oh, try yeah, to get constantly. them to laugh. Yeah, constantly. You know? Yep. I just want to hear you laugh because yeah. maybe you're having a shit fucking day yeah. and, my, and my, this might help. My girl you know? gets mad at it sometimes. She thinks I'm trying to flirt with everybody. And yeah. It's like, I'm not trying to flirt. I'm just, you know, it's part of like... Yeah. I'm trying to find, like, some level of levity there. And, like, sure. You know, like... That's funny. I've been accused yeah. of that. I get accused know? of it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. Like, you know, and I don't smoke, but I'll go there and I'll buy cigarettes for my girl or whatever. And, like, the, you know, girl... I'm not attracted to the girl giving me the fucking cigarettes, you know what yeah. I mean? And she'll say, oh, you need matches? And I say, girl, the only match for me is you. You know what I mean? Like, some dumb <laughs> shit like that. And, they, and she'll be like, motherfucker, stop saying shit like that to people. It's like... Yeah, look, she smiled, man. She thought it was funny. Like, whatever, yeah. you know? Like, that's kind of my my gig. Like, you always want to make people laugh. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah somehow, some way. And, uh, like, I like to do it because of the ir- the irony of it. Like, I like to act like I'm, like, like God's gift to women or some shit. Yeah. And I'm, like, this fucking slob, you know? Like, yeah. You know, I think, like, that level of confidence <laughs> kind of, like, fucking shines you up a little bit you dude know i think I mean? it's fun man it is I fun i think it's uh you, you have to like kind of laugh at yourself a little bit too in the process you dude know? do you know what i do sometimes back it's i can't do it that much anymore because now it's like the same cruise over and over again i inspect the uh the big cranes in philly the ones yeah. that are on the top of the buildings uh when i first started doing it for shits and giggles like nobody knew who i was all the iron workers that are building these cranes i shit you not the one day out of just I was fucking bored and just felt like saying something completely stupid. So I climbed up there and I was like, hey, boys, I'm here for the fucking orgy. Dude, <laughs> they fucking died laughing. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. We're in yeah. now. You know, like just you just got to say some off the wall shit. Yeah. You know? I, I do that. I do it a lot to my to my uh, my girl all the time. Like I'm constantly fucking with her and she can't see it. Sometimes she laughs. And I think to a certain extent, it kind of turns her on a little bit. <laughs> but like. At the same time, she's like, look, motherfucker, you need to stop. You need to stop. Like, she'll be like, where are you doing after the gym today? You know? And I'll be like, ah, I got invited to this all-girl orgy, so I'm going to that. You know, like, I say shit like that to her. She's like, knock it the fuck off. Like, she gets a little, like, she's dealt with me being a fucking fat slob for the last 20 years and has loved me unconditionally anyway. Yeah. So, like, now that I'm, like, kind of getting in shape and dropping a few pounds, like, she gets a little, like, you know... You're gonna fucking leave me, aren't you, you fat fuck? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, no, it's not gonna be like that. I think I think they go through <laughs> these cycles, uh, cause my wife It's sad because you know, they're getting older and you know, they think like and it's like, man, you're just as you know, pretty as you were when I fucking met you. Like I, I think like people forget Yeah the value of intimacy. Sure. You know what I mean? Especially like I, I tell people uh, well, I don't tell people, I tell I tell my wife, uh you know, like my wife is 150% my perfect match. Yeah. And right. and I try, you know, like there are some times where she gets a little insecure and I try to explain her. I said, you know, I've dated not a lot of women, but I've dated. Me neither, dude. I, I've, well, I've dated a, a good amount of women. I actually have been previously married. And oh, really? Like, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a military guy, man. I've I've made my mistakes, yeah. but I think that it's all a learning process. Oh yeah. And I I was telling my wife the other night. I said, you know, when you look back at all these women that I've I've been in relationships with, uh, I liked some things about each one of them, and not one of them ever made every check mark on the page. Right. And you do. You, oh wow. There is yeah, yeah. there is. Uh, you can look down the page at all these different women about things that I, yeah. you know, liked about them. And, you know, whatever, whatever those things are. And I was like, dude, you, right. you got all of them. You I, have a, the collection, the entire collection. And, and not only that, it's like, when I think about my wife, man, like, like I've met guys in the past. Like, I have friends that are like, oh, what the fuck? I'm going to be home with my wife and kids all weekend. Yeah. And you think to yourself... Dude, why are you so miserable, man? Right. My wife is my best fucking friend. Yesterday, that's what it is, man. Like that for me, that's what it is. Yeah. More than anything else, is she your fucking best friend? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, because, like you said, like, you talk about that checklist. I'm not gonna sit here and say that anybody in my life meets every criteria of what. Like, I sure. it, for me, that's unrealistic to expect somebody to eh, check. My not, eyes nothing pretty against, close. Maybe no, not. I think maybe that's not great. everything, but she is damn close She's damn close. but i'm saying like for i'm not just saying for a wife i'm saying for a friend for yeah. anybody like for me to expect everybody to meet some kind of criteria that i have i feel like that's just kind of unrealistic on my part well i think you got to have some uh yeah. difference like like i'm not saying she is like the the female version of of me right which i don't want you know? her to be no yeah. i've i've dated women that were like close to me in personality and i right. was like yep this is fucking weird. I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to do this. It's not gonna this, work. Yeah, that's not what I want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's... my wife, my wife has a great sense of humor. Yeah. As goofy, I think you know what the key is. Can she deal with my dumb shit? Well, <laughs> dude, that's that's a huge thing. It is a huge thing. I'm fucking crazy, yeah. and I and I make the most ridiculous jokes sometimes. Yeah, it's me like... too. I say some pretty really fucking irreverent, incorrect <laughs> stuff, and like. Just to get a rise out of people, yeah, you know sometimes I mean? I'm bored, man. Yeah, and I just want to see what your reaction is going to be. And you know, <laughs> are you going to fly off the handle? Or are you going to kind of hear a jerk off and laugh at me? You know, like. <laughs> but um, so for me, that's what it is. It's the 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 value of the intimacy is what matters most. It's like you know, um, and I think like sometimes like they forget that shit. Like yeah. You know, like, you know how hard it is to fucking take your clothes off in front of a different person? Like, what are you thinking about here? Like, I couldn't, like, I can't even, like, fathom the idea after 13 years of being with the same person and, you know, you've seen every nook and cranny of my body. Like, I don't want to fucking expose that shit to another woman, you know, at this point. Like, it's just, and, like, that's the other thing is, like, do you not realize that, like, you know, my love has been so deep for you that it's, like, deflected the thoughts of strangers that didn't sure. like you. You know what I mean? To Just to be here with you. Like, the value of the intimacy between me and my girlfriend is, like, a different level. You know, we've been through a lot of fucked up weird shit. Yeah. You know, with our kids, with ourselves. You know, I was, I haven't always been, like, a great guy to sure. her. You know what I mean? Like, that, like, that comfort fucking causes you to make mistakes. Yeah. In the way that you treat people sometimes. And I, you know, there are plenty of times that, you know, I might have done something, you know, with my money or with my words or, you know, 
whatever that would have made her like cringe and be like, what a fucking piece of shit, you know? Huh. But you're still here, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I think like you, you have to value that, you know? I think, um, I think it's interesting because people, I mean, it sounds to me like, like, like maybe both you and your girlfriend understand the value for one of dedication. Like you guys decided, right. dude, this is my person. Yeah. I'm here forever, you know? I mean, I can't speak for your better half, but I can I can definitely say from what I hear from you, I constantly do this evaluation of myself. What can I do better? What right. can I like dude, if she's happy now, how can I make her even fucking happier? Yeah. What what is this constant uh, you know, like or what am I doing wrong? I mean, dude, I listen, on a on a very personal level, I'm not always the most intimate and I'm very uh you know, like, uh, I'm always focused on the task, and I'm not always realizing that I need to be a little bit more compassionate and sit yeah. down and actually yeah. just, you I know, get like, that too. you know, I think sometimes I'm so concerned with the financial or, yeah. or getting yeah. stuff done that I'm like, nope, we got to work, we got to get this done, yeah. we're building you a business, we got this happening, we got to change this, and then you're like, dude, just sit on the fucking couch and watch yeah. Naked and Afraid and just I have snuggle. a hard time doing that stuff sometimes too, like, you know sometimes I'll be like, I'd rather work two jobs and just know that, you know, everything's taken care of. Yeah. You know, for a good two hours of that intimacy, you know, and I'll, you know, the rest of the time I'll work and sleep or whatever just to, and I think like you need to be satisfied with that. Whereas, you know, she kind of wants me to be more like, spend a little bit more time with me kind of thing, you know? Do you read books? Uh, not so much. You ever tried listening to books? Yeah, from time to time. I, I there's like a like a handful of books that really make a difference to me. Yeah. You know, like uh, like I'm a big fan of that um, The Prophet by uh, Khalil Gibran. I think isn't I don't know how to pronounce the motherfucker's name. I don't but, know, but I'll read it. Dude, it's it's pretty amazing shit. It's like really like it's like uh, this the story of like um, like a philosopher just giving his views to like a group of people throughout this entire like little book and um just some of the stuff that's in there the way it's worded and everything it's just it's really beautiful read you know what i mean like and you kind of walk away from it just feeling a little better about a lot of stuff and i think like you know i don't know i think that's kind of like where my mentality goes is you know do i feel good enough to let the world know that i feel good (laughs) you know what i mean like it's a you know I think it's infectious, but I think I'm not enough. I people try are to doing be, that. yeah. Not enough people do it at all, like yeah. you know. And it's like you would solve a lot of your fucking problems if you just loved yourself a little bit more. You know what I mean? I so. secretly, uh, I'm a grumpy guy. To a lot of people, I run my mouth, I talk shit, yeah. I'm making my crude jokes, especially. Um, you know, like to some defense, I'll say that it was a it was a survival tactic. Uh-huh. I grew I grew up in a blue collar environment, and it's easy to just run your mouth and talk shit. Yeah. And I'm I'm honestly I'm I'm fucking I'm like Mike Tyson when it comes to talking shit. Yeah. I am like, if yeah. you run your fucking mouth to me, I'm gonna beat your ass, <laughs> retarded. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think one of my and, big faults is that like the things that I've said. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, but what I was going to say is, is I've learned to live like that. I've learned to like, like just pulverize people verbally. Yeah. And I secretly, the part of me that's, um, maybe hurt 
or still still human and still appreciates beautiful things is that there are like there are things that I follow, there are books that I read, there's philosophy, there's things that I don't really put out into the real world mm-hmm. very often that move me unbelievably. Yeah. There are people on TikTok that I follow that are very they're, I can tell that they're good people, and right. I'm I'm like uh, I'm like a fucking human lie detector. I can yeah. sense within one fucking if second. You're bullshitting. If you, yeah, yeah, you know, and and there's, I think for me it's very infectious, and it and it does. If I'm having a bad fucking day, and there are people that I uh, pay attention to, there's even you, man. There's like this thing about like when I look at your artwork, there's a part of me. Um. I stopped doing my art, and even when I was doing art, it was right. very angry. It was very uh, dark. Yeah? Yeah, I always did. Like, those drawings, that I, they're sitting right over there on that table. They're still fucking there. Even the graffiti that I did. Yeah. Everything was always so angry, because I was a very angry, hostile kid, and I was dealing with a lot of crazy emotions. I, and mm. now, now I live this you know, shithead, blue collar, run my mouth. Like, like, like to me, this is the persona that I put on. Yeah, the, the perception is, for me personally, like the perception that you're putting out there that you think you're this blue collar guy that, you know, is just getting getting it done. I don't think that's really what it is. Like, uh, I look at you and I go, this is an intelligent motherfucker right here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's a smart guy. And, uh, I mean, you look around like, You've made a good life for yourself. You made a good life for your family. Yeah. And you did it with intentionality. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I wouldn't. But I'm uh, always very sheltered about showing that uh, I actually care. Like, maybe to a certain degree, you should be sheltered. You know, like, save it for the people that matter most. I try to explain to people, but, but that's not the way it works. Yeah. The way it really sincerely works is. I'll tell you this. This is a weird thing that I have in my brain is that um, I feel like I left let people down in the past. Mm-hmm. People got hurt, and I feel like in some way I feel like I'm uh, not directly responsible, but perhaps I could have helped fix it or, yeah. or stop it from occurring. So I live in this perpetual existence of being prepared that if I ever happen to be called upon to help somebody else i have to do it it is it is almost yeah to some extent uh like i feel it's it's part of my purpose on this planet like and 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 i mean like like a big thing like maybe maybe i would die trying to help somebody yeah like like i think it's that important to me that like if there was a building on fire and there were like people up on a floor or something i yeah yeah. I would do anything in my power to try and help them get out of that fucking building. Yeah. Probably to the point of hurting myself. Yeah. You know? That's a and it's a great quality to have. You know? Um yeah, but it's also like uh it's like like a personal burden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like so like I struggle with this you know, like I grew up on comic books, man. I didn't, so did I. I didn't know religion, but I knew villains and heroes. Uh-huh. And That's I always, my whole life. It's still dude, I'm like a child. Yeah. Like, you know, still to this day. And I'm I don't like want to be the Joker, uh, but I feel like... Yeah, you want to be Batman. I want to be fucking Batman. Fucking you know? right. You know? That's... that's I don't know nothing about religion, but I don't know... But I know... I don't give a shit about it. I know yeah. plenty about religion, and I don't give that's a shit about it. That's the only fucking concept of morality that I can really put my head on. Some days I feel like the Joker, though. Some days I walk around, and I'm very bitter. Yeah. 
And, I mean, they're bad days, obviously. And you think to yourself, like, dude, I don't give a fuck, yeah, man. Let the world matter? burn to the yeah. ground, you know? Right. Um, but when I look at my family or even people that I care about, and then when I interact with another person that has yeah. morals, I think, this is why you got to keep being a good fucking person. Even when the world is shitting on you. Yeah. You have to smile the through it. The world's going to shit on you. Yeah, you know? You got to smile through it and you got to fucking... Yep. Just like... It's hard, man. Like, somebody could say the simplest thing to you that should ruin your entire outlook. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you got to just fucking... You got to kind of like work through it and realize that it's a lot deeper than that. Yeah. yeah. The greatest insult I ever got, I was like 23 years old, and I still laugh about it to this day. I was in Eddystone driving around in my car, and I had this fucking beat-up-ass Buick Skylark. <laughs> I swear to God, this thing was like... It looks like I, I just rolled out of the fucking junkyard with this thing. Like, it was such a fucking piece of shit. And uh, it was beige. It just looked like shit. I swear to God, like, this sounds comical, but, like, I would turn, like, the windshield wipers on, and, like, some fucking wacky light would come on. <laughs> like, it was... It, the electrical... Everything about it was screwed up. I'm a big guy. Like, I was a big dude. I mean, I was probably pushing a good three bills at that point. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm driving through Eddystone, and this fucking 12-year-old kid said one sentence. And I, I, like, it hurt. But, like, I look back on it, and I just, uh, man, the skill of this insult. He's like, <laughs> nice car you're wearing. <laughs> like, it was... Dude, I'm driving by. This little kid's out there playing. He moves out of the way so I can come through. My window's down, and nice car you're wearing. And I just, at first, I was thinking, like, oh, I'm such a piece of shit. But two hours later, I was like, what a fucking amazing insult. You know what I mean? Like, this kid called me a fat fuck and told me I was driving a piece of shit all in one fucking sentence with, like, four words. Dude, that is honestly. It was the best shit in the world. So, I, I'll i admit um, that there's a part of me that really enjoys uh, shit-talking. Like, oh, yeah. I love throwing down with clever people yeah. and seeing... I love a roast. Dude, for my 40th oh, yeah, birthday yeah, yeah. last year, Did they I told you? my wife to schedule and organize yeah. all of my family and friends. Now, a lot of them were afraid to do it. They were all, right, like, right. gun-shy, and they're like, oh... You don't you know, want to I don't, wanna, feelings, I don't right? want to say nothing bad. And I'm like, dude, this is me. I've been fucking roasting all of you for 40 <laughs> years now. This is your moment to say all the crazy shit that yeah, I've done. Because the you truth know? is, you're going to like be critical of yourself anyway. Like, I'm yeah. going to walk out of here after I leave and go, I probably said a lot of fucking stupid shit nah. through that whole thing. Well, but I'm saying that's how my mind works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, in one breath, I'm telling you love everybody. And then another breath, I'm telling you, you know, keep it close for the people that matter. Like... <laughs> What are you, a fucking idiot, dude? You just told him to love everybody, you know? But like, well, you got to be a little protective. Yeah. But, but so so you know what I did say? Uh, in order to get everybody kind of calmed down on my birthday, is I was like, let me tell you guys something. The reason I asked you to do this is because once upon a time, I was very insecure about all of these stories you told me, okay? Right. So... Um, my daughter just walked down. She yeah. wants to see what's going on. How you doing? <laughs> but, um, so I told everybody, I said, you know, these stories we're about to tell, these things that you guys remember about me, crazy things that I've done, 
I used to be very insecure about. I used right. to really hate myself about it. And nowadays, I've learned that it's the past, and, and all we part can of do, got you where you were. All we can do is laugh about it. Yeah. And I have some great, crazy stories of dumb things that I've done. Yeah. And and you're right. It's it's a part of it's the, part of the process. It's part of the process. And that's what it is. Like for me, is like you have to find happiness in a process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and you have to learn to be happy with the small milestones instead of the the end goal. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's you just have to go. She's a beautiful kid. <laughs> yeah. She looks just like her mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I say that all, dude. My daughter looks just like me, like the spitting image of me. And I go, oh man, I feel bad. She's beautiful. Who yeah, knows? yeah. My daughter's yeah. beautiful, but I kind of wish she had more of like my girl's features, you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, I just, but that's part of me not liking myself. That's, I think that's like, like the, with dogs. Like I'm a huge dog fan. Like, me too. I love dogs. Yeah. But I think the reason that I love dogs so much is because I don't look at a dog and see something I hate about myself. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> You know what's funny is um is I think my dog when I got clean I spent I spent some time at the VA hospital. I, I had to stay up there for a few months and uh you know, do some therapy and work on some shit. Yeah. The best advice that my therapist ever gave me, and still to this day I sincerely believe this, is she said, Listen, if you're gonna be living alone, uh, I really think it's a good idea for you to go get a dog. They've been doing oh, research yeah. and t- uh, studies on like people living alone, and they think they think the dog uh, changes something psychologically for a person. And I was already a dog person, so I was like, yeah. "All right, you know, yeah. yeah." I mean, at that point in my life, I was so chaotic. I know what you uh, mean, man. Yeah. You know, like, I think the dog gave me a purpose. And it's funny because I and went out. And is that, like, that's the beginning of your process getting yeah. into the direction you want to go? I think it's the same thing for me because, like, 2015, I just happened to get, uh, I, I met some, I knew somebody that had a dog. And I knew the second I met this dog, I was like, and knowing the person that had the dog, I knew she wasn't going to keep it. I just, yeah. I just knew from knowing her, you're not going to take responsibility for this dog. Yeah. And, uh. I ended up, and I said to her, I said, if for some reason you can't keep the dog, let me know. Sure. Because I, like, fell in love with this dog at, like, a little birthday party or whatever. And uh, sure enough, four weeks later, she needed a new home for the dog. <laughs> and uh, I ended up getting this pit bull. I never had a pit bull in my life. I didn't know shit about pit bulls. Nothing. Great dogs. Great I dogs. I fell in love Sorry. with this dog. Like, I was in love with this dog. Uh, and he died really young, you know, like something terrible happened and he died and shit. And then, uh, oh, man. a week later, you know, I was, I mean, I took it really fucking hard, like really hard. And a week later, my girl tells me to go look at these dogs and, you know, she brings my daughter with her, you know, and there's like this little intuition, I guess, that she has that I wouldn't have had. Cause I'm thinking I don't ever want another dog again, <laughs> but she's, you know, I guess because it was such a routine for me, yeah. I need another dog. You know, and it's hard for you to admit that to yourself. But, you know, you bring your daughter with you to go look at a dog, you're going home with a dog. <laughs> so, you know, now I have this, this dog that, you know, I've had for seven years now. There's and, one of uh, mine right there. Well, there we go. That's Rogue. She's a pain in my ass. Yeah. I found, like, the female dogs, too. Or That's the key. For some reason, uh, I don't know. I could go either way. I can go either way. I uh, think my wife does not like male dogs for some no. weird reason. My male dog was really rambunctious and like way too energetic for me. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I was just. How like young a, was he though? He was a year old. Ah, he's yeah. young, man. Yeah, he Two years old, they slow down. Yeah, he was. Well, he didn't make it that far. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, he got it by a car. He's a Jesus. year old. It's terrible. But um, yeah, he was a great dog though, and I just like for me, like that's what it was for me too. Like that was the beginning of me going in another direction because before that, I was a fucking dickhead. So let me let me tell you this story is uh, I'm make sure your daughter wasn't still in the room. Nah, it's okay. So, I yeah. I'm far worse yeah. than you are, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying I'm trying yeah. uh, to change that. Um, but it, but it's it's necessary because she's like a parrot at this okay. point. Okay. Yeah know? yeah yeah yeah. But um, when I got my shit together and finally came home from the VA hospital, uh, I did I went to a couple different shelters and eventually to this one down in uh, I think Newark Delaware called Responsible. Uh, which it was all pit bulls. Right. I kind of had it in my head. Um, at the time, I was still dealing with this thing in my head where, like, oh, I'm a tough guy. I need to have a tough dog. Uh, I want to feel safe with my dog. Right. And it's so comical because I think a lot of guys in them days, or at least the 90s and early 2000s, thought of pit bulls the same way. And right. now my perception of pit bulls is 100% the opposite. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, there's my son in his underwear. <laughs> Put your dick away, boy! Ah, <laughs> uh, he's showing you his uh, pajamas, I think. <laughs> so, um, so I go and I go look at this dog. And it's the dog that I have upstairs. The one that hasn't come down yet. And I, like, instantly... Uh, I have, like, this thing. Uh, I don't know if it's intuition... Or uh, something like that. But I feel a connection to certain things. Right. My wife, I have this connection. My children, obviously. Right. Hey, Bubba. Upstairs. I'm going to have to edit this shit out. <laughs> no, that's cool. You should just leave it all in there, man. That's yeah, the, man. That's the reality of Sometimes it. Sometimes I do, man. Sometimes with, you, just do. you can hear my kids in the background like breaking stuff and screaming. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's fun. This is a... It's dude, real. We can, we can make a podcast called Delco Dads. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's a, I've been thinking about that. But anyway, let me finish this story. Let me tell you this. So I, I, I see this dog, and I'm like, mm, what's her name? Her name's Morgan. Ah, oh, that's a pretty name. I yeah. like that. All right, this is the one. I'm going to take this dog home. So I have this apartment up on McDade, and my dad owns the building. I'm mm -hmm. renting from my dad. And my dad at the time was tired of my bullshit, and he was like, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Now you're bringing another responsibility. You, into well, no, this. this is before the dog. When I, oh, okay. when I asked him to rent an apartment from him, yeah. You know, because in our family, like, there's no such thing as, like, here's your free apartment. Like, I already burned that bridge. He was like, dude, there is no free. There is, you pay the rent on yeah. time. I'm stricter to you than the other tenants because yeah. I'm tired of your shit. Yeah. So, he it's was like. It's a reflection like, on him, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how it is. That's the, yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah. saw it like that, but he also, like I said, was fed up with me uh, just being a piece of shit honestly yeah. so he wanted better for you yeah yeah so like it was like a serious thing he was like the rent better fucking be here on my desk on yeah. this day you don't get no breaks there is no uh less amount of rent it is just this yeah and dude i snuck the dog in and i'm like living in my apartment and it went like a few weeks went by and I'm, like, waking up to go to work in the morning. I'm taking care of the dog. I'm feeding the dog. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, but I'm, like, sneaking around trying to do this. Yeah. And uh, so finally, you know, he goes over there during the day to fix something on one of the other apartments. 
and he hears this nasty dog like, yeah. freaking out upstairs because somebody's at the door. Oh, jeez. And he's like, what the fuck is going on up there? What is that? Yeah, you yeah. know? And um, he's like, you got to get it out of there. You can't have that over there. You're going to, like, the other tenants are going to think that they can have a dog now, too. Yeah. Get rid of the dog. And I'm like, I start, like, crying and shit. And yeah. I'm like, Dad, you don't get it. I need this, this dog. This gives me structure. Yeah. This gives me a reason to wake up and do normal things. I The dog depends on me, and I yeah. need that. I need the dog to to sit here and wait for me to come home from work. And I explained to him. I said, it gave me a schedule. I yeah. wake up at 5 in the morning, I walk the dog around the block, you know, clean up the dog poop. There's no dog poop, Dad. I clean it all up. There's nothing everywhere. Yeah. I feed the dog. You're doing everything you your know? dad wants you to do now Yeah. because of know? this dog. I said, dude, yeah. I go to work, and then I don't fuck around. I come straight home. I walk her again. I feed her. Then we go for a walk at 9 o'clock at night right before I go to bed. Like, I have this whole schedule. My life is, is better. And I said, you know, in... in I know, you, and I like at the time I was kind of resentful to my dad, so I said, you know, I, I know you don't give a shit, but the truth is, is when I'm having a bad fucking day, the dog is sitting there waiting for me and loves yeah. me no matter what. Yeah, that's no the matter truth. what, no yep. matter how bad I hate myself, no matter if I thought about doing something stupid that day, yep. even if I did make bad decisions or spent my money on stupid shit or, yeah, you know. The dog him, don't know any of it. The dog doesn't care. Yep. Just the dog is like, dude, you're here again. I love you. Yeah. You know? Yep. That's the truth. In the beginning, I needed that. Yeah. You know, now I have a family and, you know. It's still nice to have it, though. The, so it's the same dog that's yeah. still upstairs. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. We had uh, we had three dogs and two. Yeah, another one just passed. Recently. Dude, that that's was. terrible. That was uh, way more emotional uh, trauma than I thought it was going to be, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and honestly, I always, uh, everything that happens in my life is a learning lesson. And I was kind of mean to that dog because she was kind of like stubborn and, and yeah. broke shit around the house and chewed up everything. And, and I was, I was always yelling at her and shit. Yeah, like and the dog it, knows better. And dude, after the, <laughs> after the dog passed away, I had so much remorse and regret yeah. about the way I treated the dog that like, the dog that just came down here, the big, tall, skinny one, mm-hmm. that was her sister. And now, dude, I've decided, like, dude, I'm never going to be like that again. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. And I'm also working on kind of like the way I, I am to my kids, you know? like Because right. I still have a bad habit of, like, getting pissed off and growling and being like, ah, I fucking told you to do yeah. it like this, yeah, you know? Yeah, right, right. I know and, what you mean, yeah. And and I don't, I don't really, uh, I need to be stern, but I don't. I, I need to control my reaction. Yeah, and a little bit more flexibility with the way you, I guess. Eh. I, look, Depends. Man. I mean, if they steal my car and they wreck it, I'm going to beat their oh, ass. Yeah. yeah, it's different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, nah, but I know what you mean. Like the, you know, like the hold the wood straight kind of thing. Yeah. You know, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Try, I do, dude, I do, I do like some part-time work with my brother, and he's kind of a little bit like that, too. Like, uh, it's like, and I call him, uh, I call him one time. Like, you know, like, uh, he's like, like I'm only going to tell you this one time. Well, <laughs> the reason why is like, you know, I love like mob movies and stuff like that. You know, that scene in Goodfellas where they go around the room and they say everybody's nickname or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, uh, two times. And yeah. Go yeah. Get yeah. the papers, get the papers. <laughs> My brother says everything one time and you can't hear him say it. <laughs> like he, 
it's like he doesn't enunciate it enough that you can even hear him. And then when you say yes, he gets mad at you. Or you, you say, like, what did you say? He'll get angry at you. Like, <laughs> I said it once. Like, you know, and like, I didn't hear you. You know, like, and everybody says it about him. Everybody says it. Like, he doesn't want to repeat himself, and you can't hear him to begin with. And he mumbles? Is he, he mumbles. Mumbling? Yeah, like, it's like he'll start the sentence clear, but by the time the sentence ends, he's died down. Yeah. And I don't understand what that is. Some people do that. My uncle does that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what. But if you know. question him, he gets angry. Like he has the shortest fuse. But like we do, like you know, I do fencing with him. He's, he's my brother's like a master craftsman. Like you know, it's like one of those things where it's just like, you know, you have to appreciate like this like great thing about somebody. My brother is like the greatest craftsman I've ever met. Like he can like the tile that he does. Like he's just he's phenomenal. You know, and I've just learned to, like, love that about him. Uh, like, he can do things that, like, I can't even think about trying to do. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess it's a pursued interest. I would get there eventually. Sure. But you still appreciate it when you look at it. But, uh, like, I'll do work with him, and, you know, every time it's, you know, I'm just doing the helper shit. I'm doing the grunt stuff. I'm like a little kid with him. You know what I mean? Like, I just do it because, you know, I want to do it with him. I want to spend time with him. Sure. But, um, so it would be like, you know... I'll hold the wood up for the fence or whatever. He's like, hold it fucking straight. <laughs> you know? And this isn't just like once he'll say that. This is like, you know, I hope him for four hours. I've heard it 400 times. <laughs> you know? And then like, but like. Is he your older brother? Or? Yeah, he's my oldest brother. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I would do that. It's weird because we were never like close growing up. Like my brothers are a little bit older than me. Like, yeah. Like I think my he's like almost 50 now. You know, and I'm 42, so, like, his life was on a whole different thing going on. You know, I'm playing with G.I. Joe's, you know, he's, you know, getting girls pregnant. You know sure, what I mean? Like, sure, sure. You know, stuff like that, you know. So, it was like, so, we didn't really become close until we were older. And, uh, you know, like, now, you know, I have a sister that died, and... Um, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it, and it's it's rough because it was a weird kind of relationship with her. Like, it was, like, all or nothing kind of thing. And she was, like, one of the most brilliant people I ever knew. Like, she was really, really, really smart and um, really talented and had all this potential. But she was, like, bipolar and, like, a little fucked up. And, like, like sadly, like, that's just how it was. And, um, but I loved her. I loved her to death. But when she died, I just thought back, like, you were saying with the regrets and stuff that you had. Um, like, maybe I could have been a little bit more available for her. You know what I mean? Or reached out to her more often. But I kind of got to this point where it was like, I don't want to really talk to her if I if she's not doing things to be better. And that's not really fair. You know what I mean? So, like, now I try to be, like, closer with my brothers to a certain extent. And, you know, just because, like I said, you don't know, man. You don't know. Like, anything could happen to him at that age. As healthy as he is or whatever, you never know, you know? I've learned... Um... <clears throat> I've learned that uh, I had this thing happen to me when I first came home from the military. There was, uh, I grew up, uh, and it's funny you mentioned Eddystone because a lot of my life, believe it or not, was in Eddystone. That's yeah. where my mom lived. Oh, okay. We would always go there on the weekends, me and my sister. My and... best friend lived in Eddystone. That's why I was always, you know. I, yeah. I think I've, man, I drank in every corner bar in Eddystone and walked home and yeah. you know, did something stupid in Eddystone for yeah. a good two years. Oh, I spent a lot more yeah. than two years yeah. partying down there. Yeah. Um, but what I was gonna say is, is uh, growing up in Eddystone as a teenager, like when I wasn't in high school on the weekends, I would 
literally ride my bike or skateboard to right. Eddystone. And I didn't I didn't always get along with all the kids in Innerboro. So I, I for some reason Eddystone I really connected with all the kids down there. They yeah. were poor. We all knew we were poor. And there was no pissing contest about, well, he's got yeah. better Nikes. Because Nora would, was like that. Nora yeah. would, to me, was... See, I never got that... I, I, I don't think I was ever involved enough Yeah. to really notice. Uh, in high school, it wasn't so bad. But Maybe, like, early on? Early. Yeah. When we were in elementary school, yeah. like, back when me and Marty and, and like, some yeah. other guys... When we were in school, Marty was awesome because he never gave a fuck about nothing. Yeah, he just kind of uh, went with, you know, whatever he was digging at the moment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. he was definitely like a, a little bit of a loose cannon sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> he was fun. He, he was like, he was my best friend for a long time. Yeah. You know, when we were in high school and stuff like that. Kind of grew apart, but, you know. Sure. You know, but I value the time that I had with him, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all got our struggles. And like you said, we all, sometimes your paths just go in different I mean, directions. I see them, you know, I, I give them a hug or whatever if I do see them, you know, it's just, you know, yeah, like you, look, I mean, like, you get to be this age and stuff, like, your family becomes, like, your friends. That's who you hang out with. Right. You know what I mean? But, uh, so it's not like I'm meeting up with every friend that I have to go have a beer, you know, I every feel, chance I get. <clears throat> I swear to God, half the time I do this stuff. Because it gives me a reason to talk to people, just to have a connection to other yeah. people. Because you're right, I don't, I don't really plan on going out with <clears throat> friends, or I'm not that kind of guy anymore. I, just, I don't want to go know. to the bar. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't well, want to do that don't. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But that's the thing is, like, it doesn't interest me at all. Right. And you know, like, that's like a big part of me going to the gym is. For the people. Sure. And, you know. And that's a good gym. There's good uh, people dude, in there. it is the greatest gym on the planet. And, I mean, I swear to God, like, I mean, I could go there any time of the day and see somebody that I've met that I didn't know before I went there. And now they're, like, a friend of mine. You know what I mean? Like, it's really, like, dude, I can't say enough good stuff. Yeah. About that place. Like. Tom's good at picking them. He's got dude, good it's people not just, in there. It's just, know? I love that gym. I love it. Yeah. Like, I love it. I love the people there. I love Tom, Artie, uh, Sam. Yeah. Like, they're just, I, I, and I just, I just go, I do the open gym thing. You sure. Know? But if I sit there and I, you know, I have a question, Artie will sit there for a good 20 to 30 minutes and explain it to me. Yeah. You're not my trainer. I'm not paying you for it. Any of that stuff. Sure. But he cares. You know, like, it's, dude, yeah. it's, it's phenomenal. Like, it's, man, I owe a lot to that place like it's me doing the work i understand that sure but i wouldn't be doing but it. but it's feeling comfortable because oh, i'll yeah. say this uh although it may uh, i'm not a gym guy at yeah, all. i wasn't either like dude i am very insecure about you don't want people seeing you in a compromising position yep yeah yep, yeah yep. but so, i don't like, care about it i know? never went to other gyms and my brother-in-law and my cousin started going to his gym when it was somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And they kept telling me, and my sister goes there too, and I was like... Danielle and Danielle Jimmy. goes there, yeah. Jim. Yeah, yeah, all of them. I guys. love Jimmy, man. Like, I was, I never <laughs> really knew Jimmy, like, growing up or anything like that. And, like, even... You know what's crazy? My wife used to watch uh, the, the oldest son. Uh, she used to babysit Jonah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, um... And Jimmy would come pick him up, and I never said two words to him. Yeah. And now that I go to the gym, like 
I can't <laughs> stop talking to him. I love the guy. Like I, dude, Jimmy's the man. Like that's my guy. He's a good dude. He man. is a really good dude. And uh, it, like, and that's another one. Like you would see him and have like a perception of who he is. He's, he looks like a bad motherfucker. He is you know a bad I, motherfucker, and he is. He is. Yeah. But he's got a heart of gold, man. He's yeah. just the nicest guy on the planet. I think. Uh, I, me and Jim spend a lot of time together. We go snowboard and yeah. we hang out sometimes. Uh, he's one of them guys that I do spend some time with and hang yeah. out with. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to me because growing up the way I did, uh, people don't realize, but like I have a, <laughs> for some reason I have a lot of friends that are either ex-cons or yeah. I, in noticed, rough places, yeah. you know? And uh, most of the people I know are people that have had like addiction issues for some yeah. reason. I got a buddy, like a best friend of mine is from Chester right now that yeah. is, uh, he's, what, four or five years into his sentence, and he's yeah. going to do 10 to 15, or 10, 10 to 20. Yeah, he he accidentally shot his girlfriend oh, with an illegal gun. Like, he, uh, he got, I think I know this guy. Yeah, he got into some deep shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. He had some previous charges, so like... He wasn't supposed to have the gun. Like it, it was a whole big fucking debacle. And yeah. and like a lot of my friends, the reason I'm saying this is because the outside world sees people like that. People like me, military guys, prison guys, whatever. And they're like, oh, these are tough, brutal people. And they're I just think, people. Dude, they're humans. Yeah. And believe it or not, the toughest of us usually have like this very guarded but huge fucking heart oh you yeah. Know? yeah jim comes here and helps me fix stupid shit he's fixed stuff he's in my rental property for free and i'm like dude i owe you money too. man yeah. you know and he's like nah don't worry about it help me with my mustang you yeah. know like so we help each other out and we try to take care of each other and and my other buddy i'm storing a bunch of his stuff so that someday which it could be 15 years from now right. that i'll give it back to him and I just think that, like, when you see tough guys, like, in our neighborhood, you got your tough guys. Yeah. And I, you know, like, I just think that people often disregard them as, like, he's a criminal. He's a piece right. of shit. No, he's not, dude. Or you can't talk to him. Dude, he's got kids. Yeah. He's got a fucking wife. He's, yep. Dude, he's a human that's trying to just work. He's trying to work through some problems, you right. know? Yeah. So... Jim, when I met him, let me tell you, when I when Jim when I first met Jim, he just got out. Wow. And he was still very institutionalized, like mm. very aggressive. Like and it's funny because we had a lot of very uh philosophical conversations about the fact that he wanted to change his life. Like he was like, dude, I don't want to go back there yeah. no more. I'm done. He's like, I can do it. I just don't want to. Yeah, I'm right, tired right. of doing this. Yeah, that's not what you, you want. Uh, you, I think at some point you just realize like you have a finite amount of time. Yeah. You don't want to spend it doing some dumb shit that I don't want to do. That you know? I mean, dude, that guy loves his wife. He loves yeah. his children. Yep. He, dude, he wants to just, he he's wants to good, be a regular dude, fucking man. guy. <laughs> he's a good guy. And, uh, you know, but you know, like I, I found like in my life, in my lifetime, I've always been fortunate to be friends with like the bad dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my, one of my brothers was like the toughest fucking dude in the neighborhood. Yeah. Like my brother Ryan was just the baddest motherfucker on the planet. And it like him being such a bad motherfucker was like it gave me permission to be the nerd that I was. 
<laughs> without anybody fucking with me yeah. over it. You know what I mean? So, like, I was insulated because of how tough he was. And then... He was tough in, in oh my God, Grace Ferry? Or, oh, yeah, Because that's dude. a rough neighborhood. He was that a was... bad dude, man. Yeah. My, brother, my, my brother's the kind of guy, you could have, like, beat him for 10 minutes. And then he would come back and, like, just pummel you. You know what I mean? Like, he was just tough as leather. Like was, I like him. I like him. He was a bad him. dude. And, uh, but I've always, like, you know what it is? Like, the drawing and things like that and being the nerd that I was, I've always been able to tap into the nerdiness of the tough guy. Yeah. You know? And, like, my best friend in Grace Ferry was this kid, James, who was also one of the baddest dudes in the neighborhood. Like, bad dude in, like, the eighth grade. Like, could <laughs> kick the shit out of most of the fathers in the neighborhood. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, like, because he was so into, like, comic books and characters, he used to, like, pay me $5 to draw, like, Venom for him and stuff like that. Or, you know, so, like, he became, like, one of my best friends. So I've always been really fortunate to kind of buddy up with, like, those kind of dudes. And Jimmy's definitely one of those dudes. Like Jimmy is... He's a nerd, man. Dude, he secretly yeah. is a huge... He loves the Hulk. He loves... Know? Yeah, loves it. Dude, sometimes... You know, sometimes I'm just like, oh, man, what the fuck are you yeah. talking about? You that's, know, but that's the, I think, like, you got to be a fucking nerd, man. Like, and you got to, like, you got to fucking tap into that. Sure. That hidden fucking passion that somebody has, like, their nerdiness for something, you know? It's good, man. Yeah, it's, it's good. great. I, I think it all comes back to, uh, like you said, is you walk out of your door nowadays. And uh, try to be inviting. Try to be inviting, and I think that it's that, at least for me, like my perspective is I really enjoy hearing other people's stories of where they came from. Yeah, yeah. I talk to any fucking buddy. Yeah. I don't care. Dude, I would, I would, I'm crazy. Dude, I literally have sat down and had conversations with Aryan Brotherhood guys, yeah. and surprisingly, the conversation didn't go off the rails. Right. Like, I, like, you know, like, I've had, like, pretty in-depth philosophical conversations, and at the end of the conversation, the guy was like, well... Your perception of them changed. You you realize they're a yeah. human, and they, they definitely have their hang-ups, but they right. also, you know, they're they're just, they're dealing with their own bullshit, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, and that's a lot of people. I'm insecure, man. You see the way my family is. I'm in an interracial relationship. The, right. the dude that I'm talking about, when we talked, he knew that my wife was black, right. and I kept thinking, like... He's going to give you some shit. I don't want to fucking... I don't want to hear yeah. this, dude, because I don't want to get in a fight with this guy. Yeah. I don't know how rough this guy is. I'm... I'm, You know, like... I'm not going to say that I'm a bad motherfucker, but I stand my ground these days. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know? You know, like... <laughs> remember when earlier in this episode I was telling you that I right. wanted to go in the military to, to prove myself? Yeah. You know what I learned over the last 20 years? If you want to be a tough guy... Uh, it, it hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah. You're going to get your face broken, your yeah. ribs broken. You're going to get your feelings hurt a billion fucking times. And you you're going to have back. lots of scars. You got to survive all of that. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, you can be a tough guy. And you're going to realize, I wish I never fucking did all that. Yeah. That's stupid. Yep. You know? And, and it's tough because it's like you can't even reverse engineer. Like, you know, I guess to some weird extent. Somebody might say that about me. I feel like a dickhead saying that I'm a tough guy. I'm mm -hmm. not a tough guy. There's plenty of guys out there that can fuck me up bad. Oh, yeah. But I'm not afraid of them. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really what it comes down to is, like, I would rather get my ass beat than yeah. cower. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I'm probably going to lose. Yeah. But you know what? After I lose, 
but you're gonna have to. They're try. gonna respect me. I always tell yeah. people, listen, I'm I might lose this, but I'm gonna make you fucking work for it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's yeah. no way I'm handing it to you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, um, I totally lost track of where the fuck I was I going know, with yeah, that right, thing. Right. But uh, you know, like <laughs> I, at the end of the day, man, um, I talk to people because I'm always fascinated to just hear where it comes from i have right. friends from all over the fucking world i have friends in south korea i have friends in germany uh, i have uh friends in uh india i have a lot of friends from india and it's weird uh as an ex-military person that served during 9 11 um dude there was we were fed a lot of propaganda and, and not that we were fed it but we feed it to each other yeah you know honestly coming out of the military at that time Round people from the Middle East, bad people. Right. That's the way. That's the way young soldiers and military personnel were looking at that particular. That's the way we saw it. We yeah. were afraid, dude. I don't know who the fuck you are, but you're from that part of the world, and I'm fucking scared of you. Yeah. I went and worked at the shipyard, and suddenly there was a lot of brown people. Yeah, and I was same thing fucking, with my job. You know, dude, working... I was scared because they're all smiling, and I just kept thinking, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yeah. And and. I'm Turns out some of them are the nicest guys on the planet. I'm so glad that I just let that shit go. Mm -hmm. Because some of my favorite people on this planet... There's this little old man that I worked directly with. He was my partner, this yeah. guy Francis, who still lives up in Northeast Philly. Um, fucking awesome human. Yeah. And he's so... His perspective of the world was just so much different. And mm -hmm. I just... At that point, then I became like... Um, like, kind of, uh, you know, like, I, I was really, like, addicted to, like, all right, I want to hear the next guy's story. Yeah. Oh, Sanji, tell me about you. What's, yeah. Where are you from? Oh, you're from that part? Oh, really? That's, some that's of really them were cool. Pakistani. Some of yeah. them were Indian. Some of them, you know, even uh, some of the, uh, you know, like, Mexicans or Guatemalans that were working. I, and I felt bad because sometimes I would ask them questions and make jokes. Listen, I would break balls. Oh, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. this There was this guy that was a painter, and... and I assume that he was an illegal immigrant, but dude, I was breaking his balls in front of all of his buddies because he said, uh, he said like his name was Heidelberg or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck are yeah, you right, talking right. about, dude? <laughs> you're like the only, you're like my favorite German, you yeah. know? And, and they all started laughing their nuts off. And I was like, dude, really? Your name is like Heidelbergen or something like that? Yeah, right, what the right. fuck are you talking about, yeah. man? I said, what's your real fucking name? Like, dude, I'm not, I'm not, I don't work for ISIS or yeah, right, ICE right. Or, or not ISIS, ICE. Uh, yeah, the immigrant people. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. I know what you mean. So I'm like laughing and I'm telling, I said, dude, listen, man, I'm not here to give you a hard time. I'm just trying to call you by your name, you yeah. know? So then we started talking and uh, it took a little bit of time for him to open up yeah. to me. And then at one point he admitted to me, dude, I've crossed over the border four times now. Wow. Uh, at one point he said he crossed over with his son and the son almost drowned, you Oof. know, like he was like, and like, dude, I'm just so fascinated with people's stories yeah. and the things they, they the struggles go through. And shit. Yeah. It's hard for me to judge people harshly. Oh, fucking immigrants you know are coming over here. And I'm like, dude, you, do you know what they go through? You know, what's great about it to me is that the narrative that you're taught rarely ever matches the truth. And, like, I work in the trucking industry. And yeah. the same thing, multi-ethnic, like, a lot of Middle Eastern guys, a lot of uh, Hispanic guys. And, um, like, 
I've always always taught that like truckers were like big redneck motherfuckers <laughs> that fart a lot and curse and shit like that, and that's not the case. There's some of them out there. There are, yeah, there are, but. The ones that I've worked with, I work with about 40 of them all day long. All day, you know, they come in and I interact with them. And, uh, you know, they're all African guys, Muslim guys, uh, Hispanic guys. Sure. White guys that, you know, had, um, you know, that are kind of getting a second chance in life. Sure. You know, things like that. And um, it's just, it's it's cool to just meet people on an individual basis and realize that, like, everything I was taught is not really the real thing. That's my favorite thing in life. Yeah, is me learning too. that. Yeah, and you know? just like realizing that, like, I don't know shit. Yeah, and now I know something different. You know, <laughs> like, I just I love that. Like, and look, it's funny like, you tell that story about the Heidelberg guy. I got a guy, uh, his name's uh, a day. I call him Addy. Some people call him Oddie. You know, things like that. Turns out his name isn't even a day. Like, that's a very African name to have. A day. Sure. So he goes into, like, one of these warehouses or whatever, and he's an owner-operator, so he doesn't have, like, the company logo on his truck or whatever, so you need permission to say, this guy can pick up for us. So you have to send him something in writing. So he sends you a drive, and you have to have, like, a driver's license on there or whatever to say, this guy is okay. He sends his driver's license. Turns out his name is Steven. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thinking, like, who the fuck is Steven? (laughs) You know? And, uh... And he's like, that is my real name, John. Uh, you know, And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then I'm thinking, like, if your name's Steven, why are you going around telling everybody your name's a day? You know, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, amongst, yeah. you know, the people from, from his nation or whatever. Maybe. maybe it's like a like an insult or something. Yeah. Like maybe. Well, I think that's a, a cultural thing in some places. Like your middle name is kind of treated like your name. Right. But right. I'm too ignorant to realize that shit. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, but, uh. Yeah, like you said, man, like you meet these guys individually and you realize that like we got this one guy who is like the sweetest man on the planet. And you would think like, you know, he might chop my head off. Like if if I were to believe the narrative, you know, this guy wants to chop my fucking head off. Turns out he's the nicest fucking dude on the planet. Always works like that. Yep. I've sat down with scary dudes. I've worked with guys that are like multiple felons. Yeah. I have friends that have killed people, you know, and like did a lot of fucking time yeah. and like you meet all these guys and, and they're filled with regret and they want to change man you know uh for the most part yeah. i've definitely met some scary people out there but it's always young anytime i meet somebody and i think this guy's a fucking sociopath mm-hmm. it's a younger person it's somebody that hasn't grown the fuck up yet yeah. and realized dude i don't i don't want to be that kind of person yeah. no more you know i worked with a guy i used to work in a body shop down in tinicum and uh he, the owner of the shop, was notorious for taking guys off of uh, on work release or whatever. Yeah. And I met a lot of guys through, yep. through that that were like, you know, once upon a time, they were wild fucking dudes. Like, you know I say that I'm wild and I am fucking tame compared I think to that's a smart guys. business practice on a lot of people's part. Like, it, my job does that too. Like, we got a lot of guys that have records and stuff like that. And they hire them. Yeah. Because the truth is, those guys want to work. Yeah. They want to do a good job. You get, like, some little shithead suburban kid who's had everything handed to him his entire life and you say yeah this is what you're going to do today at some point in that day four hours into it, he's like i don't fucking feel like doing this anymore yeah. whereas that guy who's been through some shit and needs to take care of somebody is going to say give me some more of that I, i'll take care of it you know yeah i think it's a 
to a certain extent, it's a pretty smart business practice. I, I love to hear that people give people a second chance. Good old humble pie. I yeah. mean, some of the guys that I used to work with down there would bitch and complain and be like, oh, he's poaching. He's just taking these guys because they're cheap out of prison and rah, yeah. rah, rah. Eh, listen, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I know the guy that owns the shop that I'm talking about, and he's another one of these guys that, that uh, you know, like, people think that he's, like, this mean, nasty dude, but he actually cares. Like, oh, yeah. I, like, I know people that he has personally helped. He's helped me. He's helped me, and people don't fucking know it. I'll, right. I'll never tell the stories because... Some stories you just, just can't personal. tell, yeah, but yeah. but like, dude, it, it's always like that, man. Mm. I think those people that are on the internet and they're always constantly, uh, what do they call that? Virtue signaling when they uh, yeah. when they just they want to publish every good deed they've ever done. Yeah, dude, that's not that's not really a good person. That's a piece of shit, dude. Sometimes, <laughs> like the stupidest things, you know, yeah. I catch myself sometimes. Like I'll post something. And it'll just be a moment where I'm, like, maybe proud of myself for something. And then I'll notice, like, a lot of people are liking it. Or a lot of people are commenting on it. And I'm like, i got to take this down. Yeah. Like, now I feel yeah. like a jerk-off for posting it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, you feel like uh, like you're fishing for compliments or something. It's you know? so, the internet, and especially social media, for uh-huh. me. Look so when, me. <laughs> when I started this podcast... Uh, I wanted to do stand-up comedy, and I was so absurdly afraid of, like, stage fright. Yeah. Like, I was, I used to get nervous sitting here alone talking to this microphone. Dude, I, I could see that, too, because I, uh, like, you know how you do, like, these, like, Instagram live things where you, yeah. like, tape yourself? It's such a weird kind of thing to do. Like, who am I talking to? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who is even... It takes I, so am much Am I practice. so, like, uh... I don't know, like, do I really think anybody wants to hear me say anything? <laughs> like, why am I talking like this to an object? You yeah. know what I mean? It's weird. It's a weird thing, man. It's a- I am really good at talking to another person. Right. I think uh, I've gotten better because I've practiced and just kept kept pushing myself to do these uh, solo episodes. Uh, but if you go back to, like, yeah. some of my first episodes... It is, um, I can feel uncomfortable just listening to it because yeah. I know that emotionally I was dealing with this amount of fear mm-hmm. of just opening myself up to the world. And then even like the TikToks and, and the goofy shit like that. Yeah. But You're I good also, at it though. You are good at it. Um, well, believe me, that's because I've been doing it for And it's like, a process. I've been doing it for like four yeah. years now. And like, I started that before COVID uh, and just, just opening myself yeah. up and making jokes and like... The, dude, my family and friends were like the worst. They were the most brutal. They yeah. would just break my That's, balls. I deal about. with that a lot too, man. Like people that I'm closest with that you're comfortable with will say the thing that you don't want to hear. Yeah. Like, just oh, to you're, get you're fucking shitty. Your jokes ain't even funny. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just like go back to fucking working on cars yeah. and I'm like, uh and like, oh, that's never what I really think again. about. Yeah. That's that's my big fear, yeah. you know? Yeah. But um I don't know, man. I think that um I think that, uh, like, it's it's about, like, deciding that you want to try and do something different. Like you said, yeah. dude, you you pushed yourself in the discomfort of, like, fuck that. I'm going to go to this gym. I, yeah. I need to work Part on of myself. that was, I was explaining that to my girl earlier. Was, you know, you that gym, you have to have a referral to get in there. Yeah. And somebody who I really respect referred me 
to that gym and you know i became friends with this guy for a short term and you know, he was a service guy sure he was in the military and stuff marine and just a all-around good human being and uh he's really into supporting local business and stuff like that and he, he wanted to support tom and that's why he he went there and uh you know being in the position i was you know i was 330 pounds back in fucking february really was, yeah i was huge man you lost that much weight i mean i'm still pretty big you know, like yeah, but, but that's a lot. Of it is a lot weight, of weight. Man. Yeah, and, and you know what, dude? It's really not hard. Like I want to tell people how easy it is. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Like if you just—I mean, fuck! I struggle with ten pounds. You look, know? I'm still—I'm <laughs> a big guy, and I'll probably always be somewhat of a big guy. But after a while, you stop worrying about the vanity of it, and you just decide, like, I don't want to die because of sleep apnea. I don't yeah. want to have a fucking heart attack. Like, okay, yeah, I was a big guy. I'll probably have some loose skin by the time all this is over. I don't give a shit about the vanity. I care about, am I going to be healthier and happier? And, like, generally, day in and day out, I'm, like, euphorically fucking happy now. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's almost annoying. Like, who the hell am I? You know, like, I was I used to be a real miserable fuck. But, um, but early on, going to the gym, because this guy referred me and because I respected him, you know, I went in there, and I did it, and it was hard, man. I'd get on the treadmill, and it would be, like, 10 minutes into it. And I'd be like, man, this fucking sucks. 10-minute walk was, like, you know, a big deal to me, you know. So after a few weeks of doing it and getting acclimated to it, you know, like, I go in there now, and I always say, I'll never admit that I'm good at anything. Like, that's kind of, like, a cornerstone of my personality. I'm never going to admit that I'm good at anything. Eh, it's good to be humble. It's not a matter of being humble. It's just... I don't want to sound like I can do something that somebody else can't. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, I'll never, like, I always say I kind of still suck at this, you know? Whereas I'll be lifting heavy weight and having routine down and doing everything that I should be doing. But for some reason, it's not ideal in my brain. So I'd never say I'm good at it. Maybe that's uh, a part of us. Yeah. Um, getting better. Well, getting better, but also, like, like you and I started out as artists and we did we were constantly focused on nobody's more critical of their own shit. Than so I artist. think that becomes a complex of us. Yeah. I build cars nowadays. Like I guess that's how I kind of uh let out my creative yeah. uh you know side of me is is building these cars and and whatever stupid shit project that I want to get into and I always look at somebody else's and, and I still have a bad habit of sometimes going Comparing. what the fuck yep. man this guy's building that how yeah. the fuck am I going to build something like that you it know it doesn't matter like a, and comparison is the thief of joy man dude it it's so bad but then there are those moments where I stand back and look at my car and I'm like well it ain't the fucking greatest but I love this thing yeah. you know and yeah. I like what I'm doing and I like the way I'm creating this thing yeah you know, like was it fulfilling while you did it? I love like, it. That's what matters is that you were it's, fulfilled. It's I, I yeah. sit in my garage sometimes and just look at the shit that I'm building yeah. and just sit there and just kinda like just check it out. Right. Just just walk around it and fucking look at it and think about it and Yeah. My dad is the same. I get this from my dad because my dad's a car builder too. And uh and he he tells me, my dad's like this he would cringe if I said this. But I'm fuck him. I'm gonna say it anyways. He's like this old school hippie that like just sits around and smokes pot and like thinks about these cars that he's building. Right. And um, I laugh because I'm like, dude, this is this is you, man. This is what you, you shouldn't yeah. be ashamed of this. They're yeah. like, there's nothing wrong with what you're fucking doing. You're yeah. not hurting people, you know. 
And uh, I think other than the pot smoking, I'm like the same way. I yeah, sit yeah. in my little my little garage by myself. I like my solidarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think about these things that I'm working on. And you're right. I try it. I try not to get caught up in, in what some other guy is, yeah. is doing. Because it's not that. It's really about pro- progress in my life. Yeah. You know? So. It really, I mean... I just, that was the biggest lesson for me, just in, like, with my artwork, with the way that I worked, with, you know, going to the gym, all that stuff. Just, you can only do what you can do, and, you know, you can't compare it to somebody else, you know? Like, somebody else is always going to do it different. They're always going to, somebody might do it better, or they might do it worse, but it's just... You know yeah. what's funny is earlier you said, "Oh, Nate Cook is so fucking great." He's and I, great, dude. I say the same thing. Look, and I'll tell you what. I don't. I think Nate Cook hated my guts in high school for some reason, <laughs> and I don't think I ever did anything to him. Yeah, but he didn't like me. You know, for whatever. I reason. think it's competitiveness. I didn't we care as, that he didn't like me. I mean, I cared because I I truly respect his talent. Like even yeah. then, I did. Like I would look at his drawings and be like, "Damn, this fucking guy is great." Yeah, you know what I mean? Like. But it's funny because I see Nate every now and then. Yeah. I see him in the neighborhood or, or he goes to the mechanic that's next to my shop and uh, Nate will start telling other people how great of an artist I am. Yeah. And I'm, dude, I haven't drawn in fucking like five or six years. I loved your drawings, you man. Know? I loved the graffiti stuff. I loved all that shit. I thought you were really good. One of these days, that little corner, maybe I'll set up an easel. Yeah. Or, or This is actually an art I table. I don't have anything like you know? that. I don't have really? an art table, nothing. You just draw on a Dude, on a I lay on my counter. bed. Really? I, I lay on my stomach on my bed and draw. That's how I draw. Everybody's got their, um, their comfort thing that they yeah. do, though. Like, for me, I need to be at a desk, and it needs to be perfectly... Like, nobody in this house. Like, I need to be alone. I listen to very yeah, particular to to music, music yeah. you know? And uh, it's it's a whole... It's like a whole thing of my brain that yeah. has to be activated, yeah. you know? It has to be like conditions are just so. Yep. That's how yep. I am, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, music is a big part of everything for me. Like, I can't do anything without music. I'm like... Music is... Um, is how I explain emotion. Like to me, yeah. there's there's some stuff that I listen to that is so uh, personally Im- intimate to me yeah. that like I'm almost like ashamed to like tell people like oh, I yeah. like the dude. You know? But that's the beauty of being older. Yeah. And for me, like I don't give a shit. I'm getting better about it. Yeah. I'm getting better about it. Like you know? as I get older, I start to admit to myself like, yeah, I you know what? I really like like Chicago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I'll be in my car blast in chicago yeah you know like these little jerk offs blast or you know sure sure that's how i am like but like anything like that and my music range goes everywhere and it's like i love it you know i listen to uh i think when i want to focus on something i listen to something with no lyrics so like yeah lately i've been on this like spanish guitar kick oh no shit yeah oh i love it great very soothing um low energy but it's it's melodic so it kind of it's intricate yeah yeah you know yeah uh sometimes i go to classical or or i love when they do like the um 
You ever heard of Vitamin Orchestra where they take... Yeah, the, they do like popular songs with the cellos and the I violin. It. Yeah, it's beautiful. I fucking love it. Yeah, it's some cool know? shit. Yeah. yeah. It is some really cool shit. That's when I want to focus. But then other times, it depends on the mood. Like, if I'm going camping in the mountains... I'm like some... that with uh, bluegrass covers. I love blue... Like, there's a... Uh, like, I uh, got really into, like, Pickin' on Zeppelin. It was called yeah. Pickin' on Zeppelin. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, no quarter sounds, like, so much better... <laughs> played bluegrass than it does with the keyboards and the electric guitar and stuff like, what about that uh swedish band that did the uh acdc um what did they do back in black or something like that but it did it they did it with on banjos and uh oh yeah i never heard that it was on it was on social media it was yeah. great man yeah. i like stuff like that i just like and i'm not a country guy but you know what like i'm not an any guy like i'm i'm an i like everything you know yeah. and i don't apologize for it anymore at this age it's like that's the fun of getting older yeah it's like here's the deal the younger people are going to think i'm a dildo anyway <laughs> so just be the dildo that you are you know yeah. what i mean like and that's that's the beauty of it like you know and, dude i'm i'm totally cool with being a dad now like oh, yeah. like and everything that like like the uncool dad like the oh this jerk off's wearing a fucking straw hat while he cuts the grass right i do i swear to fucking yeah. god i do i don't know why it puts you in that mood i'm like dude it's it's yeah. my fucking hat that i wear when i yeah. cut the grass that's i don't wear a fucking straw exactly. hat anywhere other than fishing yeah. you know but like to me there's like this all right put this hat on now you're right I'm like, yeah. this is what we're going to do now. I just, I love being able to appreciate simple things at this age. <laughs> like, and just going, you know, my whole life is, I get up, I go to the gym, I go eat, I go back home, I go to work, I come back home, and I do it all over again the next day. Like, <laughs> and it, it's not, you know, I didn't go on like some, you know, crazy vacation or, you know, things like, like, I don't aspire to that shit. Yeah. You know, all I care about is do my kids love me? And, you know, does... You don't like traveling? I, not that I don't like it, but I don't beat myself up over it because I didn't get to do it. You know what I mean? Like I do. Yeah? That's, I mean, I do want to see things in the world, of course, you know? I think one of my uh, greatest regrets is that I haven't traveled more, more since I yeah. left the military. And, and, and I think part of it is I just haven't traveled, you know? Like, have you ever been outside the country? No. Oh, I highly no. encourage you. Yeah? Yeah, especially you with the way you think and being as open-minded as yeah, you are. Yeah, I'd probably appreciate some things, maybe. Dude, yeah. let me tell you this, man. Um, my army buddy is uh, doing pretty well for himself. He's a California guy, and he was like, yeah, I'm getting married in Portugal. You guys coming? Yeah, I saw it, man. It looked amazing. Dude, first of all... <laughs> I can't even fucking describe in words. Like, if I have blind listeners, yeah. I'm doing so little justice to how incredibly yeah, fucking yeah. beautiful that place was. That's incredible. You know? And My girl loves, like, stuff like that. She's always saying, wouldn't you want to go here? Wouldn't you want to go there? And I just, maybe I'm just a simpleton, man. I don't know. But, but I would respond. So, at first, when he asked us, like, hey, listen, we're getting married over there in, in mm. um, uh, what the fuck is the name of the town he was in? I don't remember, but anyway, it's right outside of Porto in this town. It's kind of right next to this town called Braga in okay. Portugal. And I'm like, dude, I'm not spending all this fucking money to go fly to Portugal to watch you guys get married. No yeah. offense. I mean, listen, dude, it's awesome. It's cool that you're doing that. I'm not doing it. It just and felt my like a waste wife, of money to you. It did at first. Mm -hmm. It was not on my bucket list of, like, things I want to see, you know? Mm -hmm. And 
my wife was like, I don't know, man. I think I think this is something we should do. I think this is a good idea. I think, you know, like how much money is it? I don't think it's really that bad. Yeah. And she just kind of like kept working on me, and I was like, yeah, I you don't think so. In. I don't think so. So then we looked up the flights, and I was like, uh, yeah, it's a little expensive, but but we have the money. Like yeah. we do have the money. I'm just being cheap right now because. I don't want to spend the money because I want to spend the money on my stupid shit. Yeah, you know, fucking, a car. Yeah, yeah, motor for a car, or which is cool. But, dude, I have cool toys. Yeah. Without a doubt. There are guys in this neighborhood that would fucking come on themselves to yeah. have one of my cars. That's cool. But when I tell people that we jumped on a fucking airplane and flew over the ocean and mm-hmm. saw cities that were built there were parts of these cities that were built during the roman fucking empire right the guy we took a tour and the, the guy craftsmanship was like, is like how did they do that this country is is only 400 years old some yeah. of the oldest structures so when you tell somebody yeah it's fucking old like you when you go over there and it's say really old, fucking old it's 2000 fucking years old a peasant like me and you built right. this wall in this country, it was only 400 years ago. Dude, mm-hmm. their country was already thriving by then, yeah. you know? So when, when like, I, I just think it's, like, incredible because you go there and you talk to people. And then even as socially aware as, like, you and I are, like, in Portugal, nobody, gave, something new. Yeah. nobody gave a fuck about politics or nobody was asking, you know, yeah. like, uh, even I thought they were going to judge us harshly because we're Americans. And I know that, previously when i like served in the army they would tell us all right be careful telling you know people in europe that you're an american because sometimes people don't like that Mm. you know and i was surprised because a lot of people that we interacted with were like really excited to talk to us nice you know it was a really nice place it was a great experience yeah you know i mean not saying i don't want to travel i'm just saying it's not like top priority for me sometimes i don't know but yeah. my girl is always talking about that stuff. She, you know, certain things she wants to see and stuff. And it'd be nice to do that for her. But uh, I think, you know, for me personally, I just get this appreciation out of being, Sure. You know. But that's a part of it, too, is yeah. um, even if you did it in this country, you know. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. There's, there's things in this country. I go camping every year, and mm. we go up to the Poconos. Yeah, and, see, uh, the, that's something that I, you know, that I would enjoy. Yeah. You know. First, the only time I've ever gone anywhere, I went to Las Vegas with my brother, and I wish I never went. <laughs> you know, like, it was just not that great of an experience. It was cool to hang out with my brother, of course, but, you know. He was there to party, and you, you not wanted to see? Like, it, we were very different back then. Like, he was, like, and he was almost pissed off at me by the time we left. I don't think we sat together on the plane. Like, you know, like, just because I was, you know, it was kind of like a doldrum about it. You know, like, I just didn't want to, kind of like, I've always been, like, a little bit of a curmudgeon. You know, to a certain extent. And at that point, I really was like, this is like, my personality has changed a lot just in the last year. You know, but before that, it was just like, I couldn't be bothered with a lot of shit, you know? Yeah, so. I think your new appreciation for life. uh, Yeah, it'll take me other places, probably. I think the first time you travel just a little bit, if you you and your woman just uh, flew somewhere and just experienced like whatever is there my favorite thing to do in a new place because i'm a foodie i love love to eat (laughs) dude i you know like 
I'm just, the same way, man. Like I just whatever the fuck they eat there, I want to eat that. Yeah. You know, I go up to Rochester, New York, like once a month. I go up there. You want to know I, what, what are they getting fed on up there? You know, I did. Yeah. And you know what? I was surprised because at first everybody in that area always says, "I don't know, we eat the same shit you do." What are you talking about? Yeah. And I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, man. What is unique yeah. to Rochester?" Like, Buffalo has wings. We know that Buffalo is yeah. fucking big deal about their hot wings. Okay, that's cool. What does Rochester do? So finally, somebody kind of opened up and was like, uh, well, we do do this thing. It's uh, like, we call them uh, like White Hots. And I'm like, well, what's a fucking White Hot? And they mm-hmm. were like, well, they're they're like White Hot Dogs with, you know, with, uh, with chili on them or with sauce on them. And I was like, like, like so, oh so what he said uh he said with with uh sauce on it and yeah. i'm like sauce so i went and got one from this place called uh schlagers or something like that it's like the uh the little hot dog stand and it's a it's a fucking white hot dog right and what they call sauce is chili to us it looks yeah. like fucking chili you know and it was good yeah. i was just like this is this is what you guys do and they're like yeah this is kind of like a big deal around it's here pretty cool you know yeah. and they call it um there's another dish that has like um they call it uh what do they call it a, a trash can lid or something like that? Yeah, a lot of people I've heard that before. Yeah, it's yeah. like these cheeseburgers with all this other shit piled on top of it and like yeah, you know like I was like, yeah man, whatever you guys do, yeah. you know. And I think like you get a lot of, like really comfortable like being in Philadelphia and stuff because like we do eat really fucking good here. We do. Yeah, we do. And uh, you know, but you get that that stupid fucking stigma of like the cheesesteak and shit like that. Like, you know, Philly's famous for the cheesesteaks and stuff. And it's like, I don't give a shit about a cheesesteak. Like, really? You know, well, I do. I take a certain amount of pride in it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. But I mean, like the tourist attraction or whatever, like you go to a concert and the band who's not from the city talks about your cheesesteak. It's like, shut the fuck up. You know, like, I don't, I don't care. I always laugh when they talk about Pat's or Gino's. Yeah, because it's the worst cheesesteak you could get. Dude. The worst. I'm like, you you should just keep going there. Yeah. You should keep going there because Cause I'm, I'm not, I don't I'm going to see. gyms in West fucking Yeah, Philly. I want to go to gyms. Yeah. I like Phil's. Yeah. You know, there's something, I think it's the certain intimacy, the Phil's that I prefer or something. But, um, yeah, like Phil's. And then you come out here you can get better cheesesteak around here than you can get in Philly. Dude, I've thought lately about doing like a, a like TikTok. Like a cheesesteak tour? <laughs> like, a, like a review on TikTok. I would love like, to review like, some food, man. Dude, yeah. if, like maybe that's something we should think about, yeah, just man. just go around and, you know. Go sit down and we'll like do... Uh, I would love to shine Tom and Jerry's ass for the roast beef sandwiches, dude. Yeah. Because like you get that like idea of like what Tom and Jerry's is. And I think like some people like turn their nose up at it. And it's like, nah, man. Tom and Jerry's is the shit. It's you really know? good. It's, but it's not fucking... just because, but like the idea of it, like where else are you going to go that you could see some live music and like, like there's not a whole lot of that around here. You know that place is for sale? Is it really? Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. So Jerry, Jerry, I guess is uh, trying to sell it. Yeah. You know, cause he's the owner, I believe. The big guy with the, yeah. the beard. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's selling it. Yeah. He wants a lot of money, but I think it's a good venue. I love it. I, I often love thought it. that if I ever tried stand up. I think I could try it in there. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I love Tom. Like, but that's the thing is, like, I just, I can't stand that people are kind of like, that place sucks. Yeah, like, but that's the Delco way. Everything's like, negative nah, in Delco. it's not. It doesn't suck. It's fucking awesome. It's yeah. awesome. People you know? in Delco have a weird pride about being so negative. Yeah. That's a, that's the Delco I think that's way. Philadelphia. That's, that's our whole, that's this whole place. We're not star fuckers. You know, like... Yeah, we hate 
to lose <laughs> more than we like to win. Yeah. You know, like it's we're very critical of everything. You know, like we're critical of everything. We're critical of our teams. We're critical of you know who comes from here. We're critical of anybody that's made it. You know, like we talk shit, dude. We we take so much pride in somebody coming from our neighborhood. Yeah. And then two seconds later, we'll talk we about talk him. so yeah. much shit about yep. that person. Yeah. Oh, that fucking piece of shit. I thinks remember he's he better shit himself us. in the fourth grade. That fucking <laughs> douchebag. You know, like yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. The Delco way. You ever seen the um, Dave Portnoy from uh, Barstool Sports? Yeah, your your wife was on the plane with him, right? Yeah, well, that's, that's crazy. fucking funny, first of all. Yeah. But he came to Delco and did a pizza review right. at Imperial Pizza. Yeah. You got to see it. It's the uh, no funniest shit. fucking thing yeah. in the world because he totally understands. He says it at one point. He goes, man, this ain't even bad pizza. Like... Yeah. Dude, everybody kept telling me to come here and give this place a review, and I was expecting dog shit. Yeah, right. But, like, this really isn't bad pizza. And he hands it to the camera guy, and the camera guy's like, no, I don't think it's that bad. And right. and some asshole walks across the street with, like, a cigarette tucked behind his ear and is like, that place fucking blows, man. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. And, and the dude, Dave, is like... Uh, Man, fucking Delco people are brutal, man. Yeah. This ain't even bad pizza. <laughs> you can, dude, you know what's funny is like it, the Delco, the word Delco has yeah. such a negative connotation to oh, it. Oh, it sounds brutal. It, it sounds does, tough. It does, man. You know? And it's like, that's one of the things I love about the gym. Yeah. Like, I thought when I first heard about it, I was like, I don't want to go to a fucking gym called Fort Delco. <laughs> you know, like, what what's going on in there? I like the ownership of like, we're better than that. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. this is like there's you don't have a whole lot to be mad at around here to in certain respects. Sure. You sure. know, like you should be a little bit more grateful. You know, like the, I think Tom is awesome because he's, he's trying the, yeah. to build a community. He is. Um, he's I'm a not, leader. I'm he, not a gym guy, but I I love Tom and he's a personal friend of mine yeah. at this point and um I, I really respect the fact that he's trying to bring people together. And, and he does. He's like accomplishing he's, it. Like you said, that gym, and there's a reason that he's doing that nowadays because there was there was some issues at his previous yeah. location. You kind of weed out the dickheads. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he nowadays it's strict. Like yeah. unless you are referred, yeah. fuck you, go away. Yeah, you know. And he says this is a family gym. Like yeah. I want people to be able to bring their kids here. You got people that go there with their whole family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Sometimes we do. Yeah, you know. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. yeah, we're we're yeah. like shitty gym people though, because we don't go very consistently until we feel like bad about ourselves. Dude, I I have more bad days at the gym than I do good days. <laughs> like honestly, like not every day I don't go in there like the Hulk every day. You yeah. know what I mean? Some days I'm tired and I just I wake up in the morning and I go I don't care if it's going to be good or bad. I don't care if I feel good about it. I don't care if I want to do it or if I don't want to do it. I'm just going to go do it. That's the important thing. Yeah, and. Chances are, like, very rarely is it an uneventful visit. Like, I always see somebody that I have a great conversation with or, you know, I started off I with my workout or something and the first set was really rough, but by the end of it, I, you know, I got through it and I felt good at the end of it. Like, it's added a lot of value to my life. Yeah. Know? It's added a lot of value to my life. I think, um, I think it's good, man. I think yeah. the important thing about life is when you decide that you're going to do something – 
you have to follow through yeah. to some to some extent. I mean, sometimes it's not always a good thing. You have to cut your losses right. sometimes if it's not. Like, if you want to go be a professional fucking musician, but you suck at playing the yeah. whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you got to cut your losses and go, all right. Sometimes, you know. Dude, music's a heartbreaking thing, man. <laughs> because, like, I play guitar as a hobby, you know. Yeah. I have no aspirations to do anything but to record little voice memos on my phone of me playing guitar. You know, I don't, I, it's, but when I think of the guys out there, like, you know how many great musicians are out there that you'll never fucking hear of? Yeah. Like, that's sad, man. Like, you know. I have an uncle um, that is, in my opinion, a virtuoso. The, dude, he writes his own songs. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he knows how to write music, so he kind of just, like, has them all memorized. Yeah, that's, kind of, that's what I do, too. I can't play a whole lot of songs, but I, I have a lot of songs that... I just came up with on my own. Dude, he writes these crazy solos. Yeah, he's like that's a That's great. He's like a I guess he's mid 50s now, so he's like an old Led Zeppelin guy, so yeah. like Dude, he just he's just so unbelievably fucking talented. Right. He's the only guy I ever knew in person that could listen to a, a song on a different instrument and start playing it on, on the, the yeah, guitar. And you're just like I love that kind of shit how too. How the fuck did he hear that? Yep. You know? Yeah. So he could pick out the chords and the key and just yeah. put it together. Yeah. I'm not that. I love music, but I'm I'm not. Yeah. You know, I got a little keyboard right here that I used to fuck around with and try and like. Yeah. Make some stupid shit, but like music was never my gift. I can draw. I can yeah. create things in my head. I can. I, I don't know about you as an artist, but I know that I have this thing where I can I can physically imagine something. Right. And I can physically rotate it in my imagination and see it from different Every angle. angles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean... I don't think some people can do that. I think what I was most critical about with my artwork more than anything is just the idea of creating, like, these static images or recreating something that's, like, you know, from a photograph or something like that. Like, I just felt like it wasn't very imaginative. Like, yeah. I, I look at, like my, like, my Instagram page with all my artwork and stuff... And, like, a lot of it I don't like. You know really? I mean? Yeah, it's just something about it. It's like, like don't get me wrong. I, I, I like that I can do it. You know? Like, I appreciate that much of it. But as far as, like, the creativity of it, I don't love it. You know? Like, hmm. I love my samurai stuff because they're a little bit more imaginative. You know? Like, that's why I love things like comic books. And, you know, like, that's where I started drawing was from comic books. And, um... That's where I got my vocabulary. That's where, like, I got a lot of stuff. And um, so I like I like to see, like, the, the creativity behind it and, like, the innovation of, like, you know, creating something that nobody's ever seen before, you know? Whereas if you're just drawing something that's just a static image or a recreation of, you know, a scene from a movie or a character, yeah, it looks cool, whatever, you know? That's great you did that, but what's creative about it, you know? So I, that's kind of my goal is to be a little bit more creative the next time I draw something, you know? I think you're selling yourself a little short because I think it's not always about... Uh, like, I think there's a difference. Sometimes, like, imagine a photographer. Right. Uh, I got big into photography, which I often, I often disregard as a form of creativity. Yeah. In fact, I have people that compliment me and I've won awards because I... My mother-in-law was like, you, you have this photo of this lighthouse, and I think you should submit it to the University of Penn. They do this expose. 
I did, and I like got like some little. I think I got a little award, and I never even went and picked it up. But <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, actually, I think they still have the picture and everything. But um, to me, photography I often disregard as like not real art, and because that's kind of making so you're just kind of observing something and capturing it. But I've often I've also noticed that when I try to explain to somebody how to take a photo or frame a shot or what to look for or get this position over here because it's a better angle because of the lighting nah the bathroom's upstairs we're gonna we're gonna cut it short anyway right. we've actually been going for yeah, a nah. long time like two hours and ten minutes yeah. so i've been like kind of like oh shit when are we gonna when are we gonna cut yeah. this thing off i don't want to ruin your <laughs> cut till we, let's finish the photography so so the photography thing honestly man is like uh for me i often disregard that it's not real art but there's I a craft to it but there is yeah there absolutely is and even uh, like film and video, which I went to school for, I can I can shoot videos and people are like, damn man, I, I that's like a crazy angle that you got there for this shot, and I often disregard it as like, what are you talking about? That's fucking stupid. Why wouldn't you put it like that? Yeah. You know, but but that's because I think, like you said, we're so critical of our own yeah. artwork, though. Yeah. You know, so well, that's you know, like I said, I just don't compare it to anything. Just do it <laughs> and try to be happy with it. Uh, you know. First thing in the morning, look in the mirror, tell a person that you love them, and do the best you can with that, you know? And then go out there and do your thing, you know? Be nice to motherfuckers and... Conquer the world. Yeah, Be nice even. to them, but conquer the world, Just, you, know? you know? Conquer your little corner of the world, you know? <laughs> Be happy with that. Dude, we're going to cut it short because your yeah, yeah. eyes are turning yellow, man. I got to uh... take a piss, <laughs> I drink. Like, I think. I think, dude. I think you should come back and talk more, man. I'll talk to you anytime you want, man. Anytime, dude. I love it, man. This yeah. was a great conversation. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it sounds. It comes across good. Cause, uh, uh, there you go. Diving down the net negativity, man. Don't fucking do it. Constant do editing. It. That's what all it is. My We're whole not, life is me editing myself. Dude, this is. There is no editing on yeah. this episode. Cool. I yeah. listen. Sometimes there are guys that I have to like go back and cut out words that they said yeah. that are offensive or. Right. Dude, this was a great conversation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's fun, you know. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I'll come back anytime and talk to you. All right, brother. I'm cutting it loose. Let's, let's hit the stop. Line.